Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to our season finale of Beacon, the alien TTRPG live play that we do here with the stream punks. We're starting a little bit late today. Uh, Lisa's just going to have to join us a little bit later, but we're going to go ahead and kick things off uh, this evening and get into our finale. So thank you for being patient with us. Uh, just as a quick heads up to everybody, this season really was made possible not only by you, the Ox crew, but by the generous and wonderful support of our sponsor, Demi Plane, who has sponsored us for 12 episodes. Um, so wanted to let you all know that the Demi Plane Nexus is up and live and has been a big support of the stream punks throughout the entire season. You guys have shown them that it's totally got value and sponsoring us was the right thing to do. So thank you, Ox crew, for that. Um, I wanted to remind everybody that we are having a giveaway tonight. So during the break, there's going to be the final two codes given away for the Colonial Marines Operation Manual that is available over on Demiplane. Also, the pre-orders for Heart of Darkness has opened up. So if you want to run an alien campaign, you can use uh, the core book and you can use the, the... There's a campaign that starts in the Operations Manual of the Colonial Marines, but Heart of Darkness is also a great spot to start, a, to start your campaign. So definitely check it out if you haven't gotten a chance to yet. Um, also... As part of our sponsorship deal with Demiplane, I am going to be opening up a game to run on Demiplane campaign for anybody who wants to come play. It's going to be a one-shot of Alien, the TTRPG. More information of that will be announced. It is a pay-to-play kind of situation, but we'll have details popping up to let you all know uh, when that's happening. But if you are interested in coming to play, uh, it is gonna be cinematic not campaign like this so be sure that you're cool with cinematic play because it's gonna resemble the alien movie a little bit more than beacon has just be aware the the <laughs> sam's what? expression says it all <laughs> um although to be fair and to and to your credit sam the first time we ever played alien together it was a cinematic episode that was much more like the alien films and you did great in fact i think you were the last survivor <laughs> i think you were the one that got away competitive survival um it was very fun it was a lot of fun and alex <laughs> ward almost almost got away with everything uh almost I, um so uh definitely check that out uh thank you so much and we'll have more information coming up soon about that uh and if you hadn't heard yet we are imminently returning to the world, the universe of Star Trek. And pretty soon, you are going to start seeing on Monday nights over on Cryptic's channel, uh, Clear Skies Perseverance. So stay tuned for that. We're going to be having our preview session zero game that Elisa has been staging and is going to be uh, hosting pretty soon. I think actually next Monday is our session zero for Clear Sky. So next week... At this time, over on uh, Cryptic, uh, Star Trek Online, uh, will be the first session for, <laughs> for Clear Sky. It's, it's wild. I, I love that we're... Oh, it feels like a homecoming. I can't wait. And it's going to be exciting for me to be a player this time. Um, for anybody who's asked if we are leaving queue times, no, we are not. Uh, you can look forward to some more Streampunks content coming up to be announced soon here on queue times. So stay tuned for that information as well. Um, we're going to also be having some exclusive stuff that is going to get revealed to folks during uh, this uh, period between now and uh, the premiere of clear skies perseverance so if you are a supporter stay tuned look at our coffee and our patreon um coffee is kind of where we're angling and trying to like shuffle people towards but if you prefer to 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 uh you know support on patreon that's totally cool we're still doing updates there as well but uh stay tuned because we're gonna have more info coming out um i'm trying to think i think that's everything i've got to announce 
tonight. Uh, yeah. Just stay tuned to our socials because we'll keep blowing stuff up. All right. That's all I've got. Do we have anybody else that would like to? Yes, Caitlin. Um, you should, if you have a few uh, minutes of a break sometime during your day, during a coffee break, brushing your teeth in the morning before you go to bed, check out Thin Places Radio, which is a 10 minutes or less of radio show from nowhere. I produce it um, with my absolutely fantastic collaborator, uh, uh, Kristen O'Neill. She is the voice and the writer of the show. It is lovely. It I, It's just... A, a big ball of love. I love it so much, and uh, just some big things are coming. Um, it's really tiny. It's it's very easy to listen to. It's very very not scary, but a little spooky, a little weird. Um, and and I hope you check it out. We're at uh, on Twitter at Thin Places Radio, as well as I think pretty much any other social media platform. If we're on it, we're at Thin Places Radio. Um, I think that's all the things I have. Okay. And I just have a new episode of Dungeons Yay. and Dragons comes out tomorrow. Uh, we talk about the OGL as well as uh, a dungeon master who tried to trigger his party on purpose. Uh, and a game furniture company who... Well, <laughs> check out the podcast. Uh, that takes me back. <laughs> back, to the, back to the early 2000s, late 90s. Oh boy, good times! Oh yeah, it's a good it's a lot. times. <laughs> um, I, I, if nothing else, I came up in a time where I learned what not to do as a GM. So, to all the jackass GMs that I had in my past who did that stuff, thanks. Screw you. All right. Um, anybody else? Yes. I mean, I'm a crit roll generation RPGer, and mm -hmm. I've had most of my experience on stream, meaning that I got to learn from the best and loveliest people. Not as a flex, just, you know, <laughs> I'm real glad I learned from y'all. <laughs> hmm. Better for it. Um, but um, I'm also better from hanging out with other lovely people, in addition to my usual May Contain Science streams. Tomorrow's is going to be wild. Um, and Dino Day Saturday, where we play Horizon Forbidden West from the beginning of stream. Um, I also play uh, Learning to Be a Witcher with Master Witcher Kelly the Opera Geek from our own Seven Raven and just general being around the internet and fantastic at the same time. Um, Kelly's really, really knowledgeable and really, really good at the Witcher and I have Moxie. And a really, really good witcher nearby. Basically, we just kick back for a couple hours, and it's probably the silliest stream I do on a on on a regular basis. Sometimes we have Kelly, sometimes we try to make Kelly proud, and we always succeed. Right, chat? Yes, thank you. Mm. You don't know further input required. So just look. Just for Kelly. You want some Kelly content. I know you do. There you go. Do it. Um, but first... Yo, it's the finale. It's the finale, y'all. I'm not going to be scared anymore. I just have to make it a little longer. And then I don't have to be scared you anymore. Had, had I might be that. dead, but I won't oh, be scared. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm that. so excited. No more scares. Famous last words. Let's what? go ahead and jump into tonight's finale of Beacon.
All right. We're beginning a little late tonight, so we're just going to jump right back into the smoke-filled corridor on a spinning cargo ship in the middle of deep space. Just been hammered by the first and second wave of an oncoming radiological event that is a solar flare from a neighboring red dwarf. The power in the vessel is all but completely off. Only a flare is lighting the smoke-filled hall right now. There's also a high-pitched squealing sound from a heavily damaged window nearby a, a, one of the port windows indicating that decompression has begun in this corridor. It's been going on for the past mm, two to three rounds. To make matters even worse, the strike team that has appeared on board this vessel, the Broadwater, and has attacked the crew, has mortally wounded one of you and has caused injuries up and down due to all the fighting and combat. And then there's the added, there's the added danger of the fact that every shift, which is about four to five hours, every shift starting this, this shift on during this combat, I am rolling for radiation exposure. Now, as a quick reminder, I rolled one die for the intensity of the exposure. Right now, it's considered light exposure. So it's a single die. If I roll a success, everyone gets a rad. And those accumulate every shift. Depending on what the situation is with... Uh, it, with how much exposure you all have because it can increase so right now it's one rad per shift if the radiation increases it becomes one rad per turn and if it gets worse than that it's one rad per round now just to inform you players because uh just as a refresher as to specifically the dangers of radiation in space um that is one of the great dangers of all space travel in both real life and here in the alien universe. So this is the way it works. Now I've already rolled for one, so you don't need to roll again, but I am going to in the next few hours of game time as they pass. So whatever happens next, keep in mind that y'all are kind of on the clock here, especially because you've only been hit by this first wave of the storm. The EMP particles and the radioactivity that is hitting the ship right now is the same sort of the the water pulling away from the beach before the tsunami hits think of it like that the plasma that is ejected by the red dwarf will likely hit within the next few hours so no information about that though that has not been detected on any long-range sensor just yet but if y'all are in its path you'll definitely get the reading this is the effects of radiation they are, it is cumulative. For every success I roll, you take one point of damage. You do not get a chance to soak this. There's nothing you can do to soak it. Um, Isaac, you are not susceptible to the radiation. Now, story-wise, I would say long-term exposure will definitely have an effect on Isaac. But that would be that would be sort of what's narratively appropriate. How many days does Isaac spend in heavy radiation? How many, you know, weeks does Isaac spend before system breakdown starts to happen? That kind of thing. Um, Do I need to make my wits roll versus the EM at this point? Uh, I, I feel more comfortable. I don't feel like die penalties. I feel like you and I, especially because you and I have built that 
relationship at the table over the years, Sam. I feel like you and I will propose when we feel like it's dramatically appropriate that that, that is... disorientation will pop in. Because this is one of those this is one of those moments where you can actually be flexible with the system to sort of gauge. Wait, wait, wait. What's that? I can get disoriented? Mm-hmm. We really yep. are in dire straits. <laughs> um, once you become radiated, recovering takes... Uh, you have to remove yourself from the danger, and recovery is about one rad per shift that you are outside of the radiation, you heal. So the the health damage will disappear. However... Every time you heal, I roll those dice again, however many rads you've accumulated. And you can only accumulate three. But I roll however many you've accumulated in a roll. And if I roll any face huggers on those dice, the point of radiation you have incurred is permanent. It never leaves your character. So there is a real danger. But right now, y'all are just at the threshold, and I did not roll a success, so everyone is okay at the moment. The ship has protected everybody. Now, currently, laying on the ground, you have one shift's worth of time according to the critical hit you received. Tig, your arm is basically tattered from machine gun fire and is limply hanging to your side. You are on the ground unconscious. The... One of the crew members, the XO, specifically the XO, she is currently next to you, Lindsay Smart. The last thing she said to you before you blacked out was your arm. And you started looking down after having brief images of Gemma telling you to snap out of it, and then you lost consciousness. At about this point, a few seconds pass in the corridor, and where Martha's positioned, she kind of glances out from her hiding spot holding her rifle and getting ready to to check, sees that the guy that was creeping up on her has been also gunned down by the full auto fire that Tig sprayed down the hall with a reminder of four, four successes. There's a brief moment of calm and quiet in the corridor. And then Martha calls out, Clear! Tig! She's down! Oh, fuck. And Martha starts running in your direction. Heavy boots leaping over the bodies of these fallen assault team members and comes charging up, kneels down next to Tig and just goes, oh, fuck, this is bad. Help me get her up. And as they start to help, she goes, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. And I'm going to roll for Martha because Tig's arm does horrible things as you are lifted off the ground it is clear that it is not fully attached so martha is going to make a check real quick and manages to stop herself has seen some combat wounds in her past and she goes hold on i'm going to need you to hold her arm oh fuck oh yeah right and then slowly the two of them pick you up pulls the gun off of like the strap of the gun off of you just kind of angles it moves it just gently around and they start quickly moving you back towards the med bay and back at the med bay you hear silence has fallen in the corridor albright no more gunfire 
you do hear a couple of small shouts and then there's moments of quiet that point looking up at you shinzu looks questioning and he goes i don't hear anything anymore and then you hear doc oh no 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 he's just gonna push past everybody get to the door door opens up as soon as the door opens up and you step out into the corridor you see what looks like a darkened corridor that is it, it is almost completely pitch black the only light is coming from this hellish red glow in the middle of a, a cloud of smoke at the end of like i would say close to about 40 to 50 meters down the corridor and you can see the dim glow of starlight coming through those small windows on the side of the ship. Dark shapes are moving towards you, and you can hear Martha's desperation. Doc! Doc, we need your help now! Tick's uh, been hit! Tick! Just run, runs down. Oh, he's bringing a gurney. Make a move check. Yep, okay, here we go. Um, you are at minus two dice. Yep. Oh, and I'm not good at that. Okay, let's let's see. Come on. So that's only gonna be three dice. Um, here we go. Uh, that is one success. One success. You managed to get run at full speed down the corridor, <laughs> without tripping and smashing and slamming into things. And instead, when you get there, you see this horrible sight um tig is completely unconscious and her head is kind of lulled off to the side you can see that she's trying to fight to remain conscious but it's very much in that in, in that sort of like that zone of somebody whose whose eyelids are fluttering but their eyes have rolled back it looks haunting and you can see blood is all over her the first officer Lindsay, is cradling her arm and you can see by the way she's holding it that tig's body isn't fully supporting the arm right now. You don't know in, in what kind of shape she is in, but Martha is looking at you wide-eyed. All right, now, nobody worry. We can, we're going to fix this. Tig is resilient. Uh, I'm just going to do some immediate first aid as I'm taking her, as they're carting to... The, Without having to make thing. a roll, you immediately check the, the wounds. Her arm is still attached, mm-hmm. but you can see the, that it looks like a in a perfect line of gunfire has basically just traced up her arm you have to imagine that the bones have been pulverized it looks like that arm is completely useless and she is undoubtedly bleeding out right now it is from your assessment just looking at it a lethal wound without being cared for she's got maybe two to three hours before she dies yep so first thing we're gonna do is uh um uh just lean in close to Tig and go I need you to rest now your body's gotta help me here and um, with that I think a painkiller or sedative to kind of just bring her down and I would like to do a medicine check once we have her in the once we have them in the uh, 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 med bay okay uh, to try and stabilize my friend here yeah <laughs> um one second here i'm gonna make a move check <laughs> uh, i'm gonna make a move check for martha which just sounded like a band name to me so 
just has a nice ring to it. Move check. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, no, I, 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 I can see I him on the line of Death Cab for cutie. Yeah, Panic at the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had another one. I had, I had a good one yesterday. It was uh, Cheese After Betrayal. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I'm going to make a move check for Martha. She's going to be penalized. Uh, let's see. Her mobility check. So, okay. So, three. She had stress. So, I'm going to roll here. I like my backstabs. Like, I like my cheddar sharp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. I rolled two face huggers. Um, Martha is starting to panic, but she does have. Let's see. What are her talents? Okay. Martha's going to roll on the panic table. Martha's got to roll for panic. I can hear my echo. (laughs) (laughs) I'm listening. I'm like, wow, it sounds like something really intense is happening over there. (laughs) Um, All right. So let me roll for panic here. Uh, Martha miraculously is holding it together, but is going to gain two more stress die. I rolled a nat one on the panic roll. So Martha is keeping keeping her shit together. She knows that Tig is in trouble, but um, she is she is having a lot of difficulty. Uh, it, it looks like Martha... First of all, it, if I remember correctly, Martha took some damage in that fight. Yeah. So it looks to me like uh, Martha... Uh, it looks like Martha is... It doesn't look like Martha's wounded. Like, nothing... You don't see any bleeding, gunshot wounds, or anything like that. But Martha is... To narratively describe why it is that she's having so much difficulty with Tig, it's moving through the dark ho- corridor and just, like, pulling Tig to get to the door. Uh, if I'm able to, I'd like to use calming presence on Martha. Yes, that would be I, an excellent time to do it because uh, Martha has definitely accumulated a, a lot of stress die. I think, you know, Doc's just going to look at Martha and go, it's my responsibility to make sure that this crew has the best possible personnel po- available. Oh. So we're not losing our best doctor. You know <laughs> what, though? Um, uh, it is worth noting that... <laughs> so uh, I am going to say that seeing Tig shot is going to give you one point of stress, Doc. Oh, absolutely. I am now at five. (laughs) So everyone is keeping it together. (laughs) All right. So you are going to. All right. So uh, you are going to get Tig back to the med bay. Now, as soon as you get into the med bay, Albright, the first thing, and you knew this was coming, but the first thing you notice is there is not a single available bed in the med bay. There are two mortally, like, Tig was still in the middle of working on the captain who also is kind of in the same situation as she is now. And the other bed is, well, I, I would say actually, you know what, upon seeing you come in, hold on one sec. He's going to make a roll here. Cause he is definitely gonna. Okay. He's going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to give him a point of damage for this though. So let me mark that down. That's going to set him back. Uh, the point, the moment you walk into the med bay, you see on the other side of the med bay, the doc is already pulling himself out of his bed. And it's not really a bed. It's more like a cot. He's giving that space up. But you see him uh, taking fluids and just reconnecting into his arm. And he nods to you. And when he gets up, he goes, oh. 
moves over a little bit as he takes a couple of steps towards the wall and leans up against it. The XO, Lindsay, she looks at you, Albright. Do you have a... Do you have a... I got it. I got it. And she gently lets go of Tig's arm and rushes over to the dock. I've got you. I've got you. Takes him. Um, Doc, you managed to get Tig into the bed. And he turns and says... The doc looks down at you. The, this doctor is Dr. Marion Gill. Um, he looks at, at Lindsay and says, Give me the last of the adrenals. I'm going to help him. No, no, no. You can't. No, no. Just do it. I don't need them right now. The captain can't use them. Exo moves over to one of the cabinets, starts looking for one of the adrenal shots. Real quick, at first glance, how is Tig's EV suit? I'm imagining it is... Tig's... Okay, so Tig's EV suit, about at the elbow down, is in tatters. It's going to have to be repaired. It is shot up. Yep. Um, okay. The guy, basically, it looks like it was focused burst fire that was aiming... It was He was probably trying to hit center mass, and just all of it hit her arm. Um, so, uh, for, uh, Doc is, of course, takes side, pops off the helmet, is just like, all right, let's, let's start to get this. Oh, all right, Doc. <laughs> so, before you roll, it's time to appraise you of the situation. Mm-hmm. Tig is dangerously wounded. Yep. The captain is dangerously wounded. Yep. Tig made the decision because, and rightly so, made the decision to leave the task of healing the captain to stop the borders from basically killing everyone, which means the successes that were rolled to heal the captain are not resolved. And so, right now, there are two people who need to be healed within the next shift or one of them is going to die. You have one doctor who is injured and is taking an adrenal shot. And I then th- there's you. I think I think you see Doc do the math and realize that. And he's going to go, I refuse this. I refuse this. All right, here's what's going to happen. And he's looking at uh, the EXO. Mm-hmm. Basic instructions. We already started on your captain. I can tell you what we need to do to finish it. I, I'm bargaining to be a little less efficient just healing Tig, to have him essentially deputize these people as medics. So... What this is going to come down to, Noir, mm-hmm. is essentially stunting on your medical check because the only way you are going to pull this off is going to be doing it in half the time, which is available to you as stunt. Okay. That's, that is the only mechanic that's going to be able to come into play here. Now, because okay. the doc is going to take an adrenal shot... I'm going to allow the doc one shift of no penalties helping you. So there's going to be an assist on this roll. 
But I, I would also like to remind you, and Sam, correct me if I'm wrong, but there are two story points left, if I remember correctly. Uh, is what I had written down, or is it three? Might be two. I'll believe your number. One, two, three, four, five. I think six, we had seven. two left. I think we. Have I three. just have a big, not a whole heck of a lot as the number being held in my brain. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was that was uh, yeah. roughly. Yeah, y'all were okay. burning through them. All right, so I'm double checking yeah. here because I was going down. Yeah, we, we have two left. Okay. All right. Leo Ambermain and Rogan are our last two story points. <laughs> so, okay. The, <laughs> oh, okay. Now I do want to remind all you. All the time, you got this. You got this. So here's here's so I can map this out for you though. Here's mm -hmm. here is the problem. Here is the great risk here. The risk isn't whether or not you're going to have enough dice to do this. The risk is, is that you do have too many dice. You're rolling yeah. stress die. Now, yeah. as a quick reminder to everybody, because I, I want to, I, I, this is a big important role, and I just want to make sure everyone knows exactly what's going on here. If you roll those dice and roll a face hugger, it is a panic roll. Yep. Panic rolls mean that if you fail your panic roll, you are sent into a wild panic of some kind. And it means that you will auto fail whatever you were trying to do. Yep. <laughs> so um, so oh, keep man. that in mind here. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so I, I, that's the situation, and I yep. leave it to you. All right. So... Uh, big Doc moment. He's just uh, he's gonna look at everybody in the room and go, this is beyond my ability to fix by myself. I could put my full focus on what I would like to do, which is to save one of the very best people that I've ever met, but I understand the importance of your captain and everybody in this med bay. It is my responsibility to make sure that everybody leaves here healed. That's what I swore and that's the kind of man that I, pre I, I presented to Tig. And I refuse to let Tig die with me being anything short of that. So you are all doctors today. And you're going to follow my instructions and we're going to get this right. Oh, that being said, let's roll. Oh, it is five from empathy. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to, I, I do have to. I have to do this. Bring it too. on. It's the finale. It'll make it hurt. So uh, <laughs> because you are working in near total darkness, there's also going to be a negative one penalty to the, to the there's check. There's fire in that med bay. Take a little fire before she left. Yeah, that's right. So you, you've got basically dim light in here that's, right. that's making it possible for you to see. So just to map out the situation, you're in a dim light in a spinning radiated ship in the middle of deep space. That's one day. Um. You get to work. You're going to... Okay, so the help action. You can help another PC or an NPC perform an action. It costs an action. Each person that helps you, you're going to get a plus one modifier from the doc giving you a help here for a single roll. And if you're using your surgical kit, that gives you a one. I use, uh, I use my Eldritch Har <laughs> dice as my panic dice. All right. <laughs> That's fair. Yep. Um, here we go. It's five from Empathy... Three from medical aid, two from my uh, from my medical kit. They're taking one of those away because of dim lighting, and 
Your help. Your one from help, right? Oh, one from help. Okay, yes. Okay, this is gonna be the first time I do this this campaign. I would like to push, please. <laughs> You're going to immediately gain an additional panic die. I understand. Uh, due to compassion, I get to push twice on anything involving empathy. Oh man. Okay. Um, do you? Would you like to use a story point? Yeah, you know what? I'll second thought, yeah, because that first roll was not it. Yeah, to be fair, with the amount of dice you're rolling, you had every reason to believe that you had at least one success coming. I don't blame you for for doing that, so. Yeah. I, then we're going to go ahead and burn that story points, in <laughs> which case, also, thank you just to, very much, Leo Ambermain. Just to be honest, when you push, does that also reset what you rolled on the stress die? Um, did, you roll a, did you roll a face hugger on the stress die? I, I did roll a one on the stress die. So if you roll a one on the stress die, you cannot push. Okay. You have to immediately make a panic check. All right, let's make a panic check. What am so I anytime you push the die and you roll a one, you immediately have to you have to make a stress. You have to do, yeah. Yep. All right. What are, what are we rolling here? Uh, so you're rolling a d six, and mm-hmm. on the d six, you have to add. Uh, all uh, you roll a d6 and add um, whatever you roll to however many points of stress you've accumulated. All right, so I rolled a one, but that's that plus is... five. five. You succeeded. Then you succeeded. You succeeded. Oh! <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a success, baby. You did. Oh, okay. You so... succeed by one, and you do not. You do not go into a full panic, which means, which, which means that you are. I am going to let you make a, a second attempt. Okay. Um, give me a sec here. <laughs> you are going to be able to make a second attempt. Um. Okay. All right. Hold on, I have to have a talk with my dice. Listen, y'all embarrassing me. This the finale. Uh, so, with the second <laughs> attempt, though, mm-hmm. uh, the way this is going to work is if you're going to try it again, then I'm going to have to either either you need to narrate or come up with a reason of how it is you managed a second attempt, or I'm just going to increase. I'm going to raise the stakes again. All right. And, I, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, so normally you would need two successes then. Okay. Because it would let you, because one success would let you stabilize Tig. Mm hmm. And it would also allow you to do it in half the time so that you could go help the captain. All right. Yeah. So I, that's I, normally, but it, but if you're going to attempt this again and get it done in the time you need, I'm going to say that you need an additional success as opposed okay. to two. You now need three. All right. We can do this. We now, can do this. You, your story point that you just spent. Is mm-hmm. only just now coming into play, though. So do keep okay. that in mind. So you did not, you did not burn that for nothing. You still have it. So you're getting an auto success right now. It basically means you're back to where you started. Where you just need to get that multiple successes in play. And okay, my, my baby's gonna behave this time. I only got one success last time. But that wasn't good enough. All right, so here we go. Uh... Four successes. 
<laughs> Did you get any ones? Uh, any face huggers? Any ones on your stress die? My stress die, the lowest I got was two. <laughs> I can show. Oh. at one point during the procedure, your hands are moving and you feel the beads of sweat rolling off of your forehead. And immediately, Lindsay's there to, to just catch it and clear your face for a second as you continue. You don't even acknowledge her. You're so focused on Tig. Tig's arm is brutalized. There is a busted artery in two different places that you're having to immediately go in and close up. The work is quick and efficient. You do it in about half the time. While this is happening, I'll tell you now that you are going to be able to stabilize Tig. We'll have to roll for the doctor next. Mm-hmm. And because you are doing it in half the time, I'm allowing you to roll for the doctor. Okay. But, uh, or not the doctor, the captain, but to keep with the penalty incurred by the first failed attempt, mm-hmm. uh, you're only going to get one shot at the doctor. Okay. Or at the, excuse me, the captain. Um, captain. While this is happening, though, there is a lot still happening in the cargo bay. This is all transpired over what is stretching on to be 20 minutes or so. So we've got a block of time of stuff before we reunite the group. So right now in the cargo bay, it has grown eerily quiet. As remember, this cargo bay is exposed to the vacuum of space. Right now there is an open hatch and dim light being cast in through that open hatch into this cargo bay that has been completely darkened by the lack of power. There is at least one unconscious... I believe one of them is completely unconscious and is kind of just drifting right now. And one of them is pinned to the cargo container, if I remember correctly. Um, I didn't do any intentional damage to the man I believe you said I played Angry Birds with. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is possible uh, that in... The process oh, of getting his grappling gun, so on. Uh, shit happened. Yeah, I mean, combat's basically over right there. So one of them is unconscious, and one of them is currently because I remember you were using non-lethal means for all of the things. And um, other than accidentally stabbing the guy in the arm, I don't think I did a lot of. I bargained away a lot of damage as mm-hmm. much as I could uh, to go for the subduing. But if he takes that knife, I hope he doesn't take that knife out. Uh, I'm going to have to roll a strength check for him because he has been trying to get it out. So let oh, me... no, that's ha- no, don't do it. He is going to try to. While you were down I there, I understand with... biochemistry does lead humans to make impetuous, instinctive decisions. Uh, he is going to. Oh, actually, yeah, that's right. He's got panic dice. I forgot to track his panic. Uh, he gets the knife out. I roll three successes. He just rips that right out. Um, Isaac, about the time you are turning around after dealing with this guy in the wall, the dude that you left pinned to the top of the cargo unit, you see he's drifted away and you watch, you, you've looked up at him. 
just in time to see him sealing his suit closed with what looks like a small gun that's putting foam right on the top. He goes, and he looks over at you. Uh, right now, that knife was the only thing he had. And it's drifting lazily right in front of him. And he lets the foam go and grabs the knife in front of him. And the two of you just kind of stare at each other for a moment. He's on the side with my maintenance track and my breach seal in progress. He signs to you something. I'll take from context. I don't understand. He's point. He's pointing in your direction. It takes you a few moments to realize he's pointing at the guy next to you. And then he points at your maintenance jack and he does this like he's offering a trade. And he points to himself and then he points to the door. The hatch that's open. When at this point, I would like to at least attempt to recall. You know, you have just go back through my own memories. I remember hearing that there was a dot, a, a bright silver dot in the uh, distance that at the time I attributed to the Ilios. Going back through my own memory, do I ever remember seeing another dot? It's possible. All right. I would like to tie up Angry Birds McStab Me uh, with the slack from the grapple gun. And okay. uh, take the bat, like rope him up and then take the rope at his back and prepare. So as you do this, the guy across the way, you see him slide the combat knife into a second sheet that he has on his hand, and he clips the button close, and he's going to make a move check and bounce over towards the ladder. Yep. It doesn't look like he's aiming for the high point, just looks like he's aiming for the ladder. So he does get a little closer to you. He's going to make a move check real quick. Nice. It's and the natural yeah. point of exchange. He... You hear the small thudding sound as he grabs hold of it and spins a little bit and gains control, and then he doesn't exit the port right away, but he does put himself in a position where he is just underneath the hatch and he's watching as you tie this guy up. All right. I am going to... If we are currently parallel with the ladder... Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be perpendicular so that uh, this guy's back will have a nice, like the ropes I'm tying him up with will be a nice handhold by which the guy could catch. Mm -hmm. 
a guy like he's swimming past. Um, I'm I'm going to just do this as a flyby. Okay, if I can. So you kind we'll of see like how graciously I do it. Tossing that guy as you're moving. Rather over than to try the... to land at the ladder, I will let him go when I'm halfway you're not for this combat. guy to pick up. I wouldn't say that's a roll. You're not in combat, so there's not really any reason to have to roll right now. You just kind of stage it so you push yourself off, and as you're drifting aside, you push the guy about the halfway point yes. as you drift across the way. You move pretty slowly, and the guy reaches out and grabs his partner, who's you see kind of shifting around a little bit inside. Um, you make it to the other side, and you grab your maintenance jack. What raises your hackles the moment you grab the maintenance jack, Isaac, is as you come to a stop and swivel about, he hasn't left yet. And he's not, doesn't look like he's trying to help his partner through the maintenance hatch. It looks like he's fumbling with something behind his partner's back. Did I feel anything when I was tying his partner up? You didn't feel, no, he, I mean, he's wearing, he's wearing like light fitted tactical gear. It looks right. like a, the, the EV suit looks like a light fitted tactical gear. It does have a lot of pouches all over him, but you didn't see any knives or guns sticking out. All right. Well, I will stay. Make an observation check. Gripping on the webbing. As you are Just watching looking. this, yeah. make an observation check. Out. Did you succeed? Two! It's, I, I see the best I've ever done seen ever, about... which makes sense because it's like that whole like uh, Ridley Scott lighting scene and they're yeah. in the light shaft. I can't stress this enough, Sam. Of all the observation checks you rolled in this season... This was the one you did not want to fail. See, the others didn't matter. This is I, I made not it once and that's all <laughs> Because as you're watching this, you're trying to understand what you're seeing. You're like, is he cutting him loose? Are they going to climb out together? And something catches your eye and you glance over as you see this guy's arm kind of pull off to the right. As that happens, you see the unmistakable glint of metal flipping across the lighted area. It is a grenade pin. You just see it tumble end over end as it drifts towards and disappears in the darkness on the other side. And a few moments later, he puts his boot to the back of this guy and starts to kick him in your direction. And the guy Dick looks like he is trying his hardest to get out of the tie-up job you did on him. For all intents and purposes, looks like he is in a full panic. All right. I don't know whether this is a heavy machinery check or what, but there are a bunch of different kinds of grenades uh martha has most of them uh there's the the flashbang one there is the combustion one uh and i don't know there's probably another i feel like there's another one i'm forgetting but explosives aren't my area of expertise but thinking at least to the principles or whatever i've heard which, if any of those, can go off in a vacuum? You're not sure. All right. But um, you get... This is because you made your observation check. 
you actually get to take a single action before an initiative roll is made for the attack. Okay. Um... I don't think I can get it in a way that doesn't blow me to pieces if indeed it's a thing that can blow me to pieces. So then I want to catch this guy and get cover behind the crates with him. Okay. He comes drifting towards you. Make an initiative roll. Okay. You're going to beat me. Well, I hope not. The guy, I want to be violent. The, these, the helmets that they're wearing, the EV helmets, they don't look like the bulky retro style ones that you have all been using from the Ilios. The ones that have been used again and again and again by miners and truckers and everything across space for the past 40 plus years. In this case, the helmets are much more streamlined and they look, again, tactical. It's closer to like a Halo-style helmet that's kind of fit on his head. But as he's drifting towards you and you see him pass through the light, you can see the absolute horror on the face of the guy who has been kicked towards you. He, You managed to catch him just as he's coming at you. You've got him. Um, he, you can uh, Up close, you can feel the vibrations on the other side of the EV suit, which you have to imagine is him screaming right now. What do you do? Uh, You're going to move I'm, to the other side of the crate? Yep, I'm on the webbing, so I'm just going to continue spider tranning over cover. Okay. The other guy on his turn, he is going to immediately... He just exits, goes right up the hatch. Isaac, you slip down to the other side, and as you do, uh, I'm going to make a strength check for this guy. There's no sound in space. You can't bark in space. It's the rule. Uh, Isaac, you see crystallization starting to take place on the inside of this guy's helmet as he reaches, as he gets on the other side. And at that moment, you notice that there is a small wisp of air that's leaving the back of his tack suit. Um, as you get him to the other side, there is a muffled... In the inside of his helmet, his horrified expression vanishes behind everything that was just liberated from his body from an explosive being detonated inside the suit that it was just put inside of him. And you see the crystallization effect immediately freezing it all onto the glass as he just bounces in your hands for a moment. And then you gradually see these crystals beginning to expel out into the void and then finally... The last of what's left of the oxygen decompression. He almost slips out of your hand as the suit is destroyed all in the same second. And you just kind of hold him there for a second as.
If I wanted to, I could go and I could bolt gun that man to the outside of the ship and let him ride the solar flare that way. You did, doing the calculations in your head, you could absolutely catch up to him. But that doesn't save my crew. I need to seal the breach. You leave him as you push yourself off and head back towards the ladder. When you get to the top, you can see that the hatch is still hanging open. There's no one above you. I need to make sure I loop his arm into the webbing. Okay, you anchor him. His body just kind of drifts for a second, but you do manage to anchor it to the side. I don't see another dot when I look out. Do you want to look out? Make an observation check. No. No. You don't see another dot, but you do see the last survivor of the invaders has kicked off the hull, and you can see he's got an emergency light that's flashing as he is pushed off, and he's drifting further and further away from the ship. You see just blinking. He's currently about, looks like he's traveling. He's probably about 70 to 80 meters away already. I wish we weren't out of story points. You have one left. I can't use it for Patty. Absolutely you can. (laughs) This is where Caitlin Noir and probably even Eliza is probably going, yes, you can. I'm 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 gonna need to save my crew. Okay, you know what? I can actually do this as a devil's barking. Okay. <laughs> because I'd have I'd have to make a roll about it. He has this sparky light. Mm-hmm. As I also look out, it sure would be a horrible time for an EM flare. Mm-hmm that knocked out his electronic. Could I interest you in a devil's bargain, Eric, whereby I have to roll my wits against the EM and his light gets knocked out. So you want to use a story point to change his circumstance and make it so his signal is Like I said, it's petty. I see. It's petty, which is why I'm trying to pay in devil's bargain instead, I admit. Because you said we know each other so well at the same table that we have an instinct for the dramatic and when we might call for this role. Uh, uh, I'm taking notes. This is beautiful. (laughs) I think I'm actually going to rule on against that one and say, yeah, I don't I don't think you would be able to spend a story point to 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 screw him over. You could spend a story point to give you something. If you wanted to do something spectacular for you that would ruin his day somehow. If circumstance did it, that's one thing. Isaac is not about to build an EMP. Sam is not a nice person. Isaac is out here trying. (laughs) Well, if you want, you can... This is Data's dilemma. 
when Data was taken captive and was being told to go sit back in his chair and he was running up against his ethics and morality, he realized in that moment that this man was going to continue murdering people if he didn't do something. <laughs> so it's sort of the same situation with Isaac and there's no right or wrong answer here, but it's wherever he, and Isaac doesn't have programming to fight against anymore. No. Like dated it. So it's up to you. And if in whatever you decide will be the right decision, and I back it fully. But if you wanted to, if you did want to stop him, if you wanted to come up with something that you could do and spend a story point that would make it possible for you to try that, I'm open to that. Otherwise, this guy is about to vanish into the dark void with a small blinking light on his belt to signal whoever. Time to strike us now. Give it to the anger. <laughs> Why would I prove that I'm everything they fear? Oh! <laughs> I have a hull to fix and a crew to save. Isaac, you watch as he's drifting out into the darkness and you start doing the calculations. It would be an extreme range shot. You could probably shoot him. It would be an extreme range shot. You could probably throw something at him. It would be an extreme range shot, but you could probably bounce right off this hull and tackle him in mid-space. And you let all three of those options drift away with him as you turn your attention back to this hull. Knowing that there is an incoming plasma storm, you don't know where the Ilios is, and you have no idea what else is waiting for you out there. And there's a really good chance that everybody else inside might be in danger. So you pull your tools out, drop down to one knee, and immediately start repairing the damage. Make a heavy machinery check. It'll take you one shift. All right. See, there's the three, and then I have the maintenance track. Three. Three successes. You can do it in half the time, if you so choose. I believe I will so choose. Um, let me see what the... There's one... I get one more now. Uh, yeah, there should be There should be the other for heavy machinery, plus one later to related rolls. Don't need to roll again for the exact same situation, which metagame-wise, above table could come in handy because there is a window right now that is currently decompressing the corridors that Isaac is going to learn about. Um, half the usual time, break it permanently. You act quietly, you show off. Those are the stunts you can do. Hmm. I show off to the sun. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll... I don't know if there are other breaches, okay. honestly. So you want to just do it in half the time. I'll do it in half the time and uh, gain plus a one. plus one modification to a later skill rule related to this one. This will not be the last hull breach I encounter. No, you're, you're probably going to encounter a few. I mean, just judging from the fact that this, you're becoming familiar with the damage the ship has taken at this point. You're also becoming very familiar with the ship at this point, having dug around in its guts a little bit and now repairing it on the, on the hull. You light it up and just start immediately little sparks flying off as you start sealing up the breach on the outside and reinforcing it. Crawling inside, you begin to continue sealing it up. Back in Med Bay, um, 
it's actually going to be y'all are going to actually line up when this is happening. Martha is watching all of this take place. She is also kind of like pacing back and forth and just going, Isaac, Isaac, can you hear me? Comms are still dead. I'm going to see what I can do. Where's the bridge? There's no power. You're going to have to turn on the, the engineer. I, 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 there's no power to the bridge. Fuck. I need to find Isaac. Martha, if you need to go find Isaac, then go find Isaac, but you bring yourself back here whole. <laughs> she immediately hands the assault rifle over to Lindsay, who takes it and looks at her. And Martha with looks Lindsay in the eye and she says, you see any more of those motherfuckers come through the door, you pull them full of poles, you understand me? And Lindsay just nods at Martha's ferocity. And then Martha just, you can see this focused anger as she steps out of the room and closes it as she straps on her pulse rifle loads in another grenade and just cocks it and starts heading down the hall her hair is whipping around her as she moves down the dark corridor from the decompression kind of stumbles against the wall for a second and then you start seeing a yellow light start to flicker in the hallway for like emergency powers attempting to come back on and failing and the door closes Isaac you managed to finish your repairs and after finishing repairs, heading back towards the airlock, at about the time you reach the airlock, because I'm assuming you're going back the way you came, there's actually no way back into the ship unless you want to try to breach the door, which would expose the rest of the engineering se section to vacuum. So otherwise, you have to go back out the way you entered, which that secondary airlock, which you entered to on the front, is now repaired. It will close behind you and seal. You can now head back down the length of the of the Broadwater and get back inside the ship where you exited in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the way this would time out is, is by the time you get back to the airlock, as you maneuver down and you're about to start ding, 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 seeing if you can get inside because there's no power, you see just as you enter in, Martha has just finished suiting up into an EV and the two of you just look at each other for a second. And Martha immediately puts two hands against the window and presses herself up and sees you. And you just see this relief in, on her face. And you see her mouth the words, Isaac, when she spots you. She says, no power, opening manually. She says, wait right there. And using her technical acumen, she moves away from the window. And after a few moments, you see the door go. And open up just a little by little by little until it gets just a little more open. And then eventually there's a big enough space in the airlock for you to squeeze into. She gives you the thumbs up and then, um, but you can see the expression on her face. Something's very wrong. And then she signals, she signals to help her with the crank to close the airlock door again. You just yes. reach down with one hand, Isaac, as she's, you see, it's this wall unit where she's just kind of, you just reach over and go, and the door goes, she reaches nods to you immediately and starts uh, pulls open a console 
you see no powers in the ship. She closes it again and then moves into the secondary airlock and you see she signals to you that she has to manually close this one too. Yeah, I'll move in the third. Okay. And again, you two into the secondary emergency airlock. The This thing only drops when there is currently no power in the ship. So it looks like the emergency airlock doors are being manually sealed. The danger to these airlock doors is when they're opened again and again and again and again, you don't have any technical equipment to tell you if there is a full seal on. So you just got to trust in the equipment. But you see, you get it as close as possible. And she signals to you that they're going, that she's going to open the outer door and there's going to be, it's going to be a bumpy ride <laughs> as this place has been exposed to vacuum and there's going to be a pressure shift. She goes over and just goes over in the moment she starts cranking it goes, there's this burst of wind that comes. She almost gets knocked off her feet as this air begins to rush into the room. Um, you crank open the door again and again, and you see papers, and you immediately, Isaac, see what looks like thick air being sucked into the airlock. Not quite smoke, but the air is thick. You can see a little bit of the starlight being cast through this thick air as it comes through here. And after a few moments, she taps on her suit, but her suit is not showing her any readouts. And you see the frustration and she steps in. Gravity is working. And so she just goes. She removes her helmet and goes. Ah. Oh, fuck. And she kind of pulls on her ear a little bit like her ears popped. And she's like, oh, and leans up against the walls. The decompression kind of causes a little bit of a dizziness. What happened? There is a... She taps on, on her ear. I can't, I can't hear you through your helmet. <laughs> you pull the helmet off. I think there's a ship nearby. He killed his friend. Why would someone do that? I don't know what you're talking about, but I need to tell you, I need to, sh she goes, I don't know what you're talking about, but I need to show you this. And she steps into the corridor and immediately starts filling you in on everything that's happened. Tells you about the people that attacked the gun, sh the gunfight. And when you get to the med bay, she stops and looks at you and she says, Isaac, Tig is in really, really bad shape. I don't know. I don't know what her chances are. I haven't gotten this chance to speak to doc, but it looked really bad really really bad she got hit really good all up and down her arm the brachial artery doesn't bleed that much you'll just have to look okay the door starts to open up as it does you are met with the barrel of an a russian made AK assault rifle that's just pointed right at the door as it's opening. Martha stops and Lindsay just lowers it and goes, fuck me. And Martha goes, good. Just pushes the door open. Oh. And you see the scene 
as it was. Uh, the moment you look inside, you see what looks like a... It looks like the doctor who you saw last in the medical bed, who is partially unconscious, is standing and being... And, like, holding onto the wall and moving around. And it looks like he's working on the other dock. But you see Tig. It looks like the dock has just finished working on her. And, Doc, you see Isaac step into the room. Oh, thank God I was so worried about you. Uh, how are, are you all right? Are you all right? Yes, they didn't stop anything essential. I, I'll be able to stick you up once I, once I finish up here. If you've taken uh, damage, I can work on you too, Martha says to you, Isaac. Oh, it's nothing urgent, not compared to getting power on the ship. I don't even know if the shot connected with me. Martha turns and looks at you now, Albright, and says, How is she doing? Tig is one of the toughest people I've met. Stable, and right now it's it's up to her. And, uh, well, I don't know that Tig knows how to lose a fight, so. She'll be standing around impressing all of us sooner rather than later. Just needs to get a little shut up. This one always works too hard. It's it's the captain I'm I'm worried about now. Um uh but if 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 I if I may, uh I wanna have him start to take off his uh his uh uh eagle suit. Yep. And uh uh, Isaac, if I could have you gently now put Tig in this suit. We we need Tig to be in a whole suit, not one that's got more holes in it than a slice of Swiss cheese. Uh, don't you need that for having a suit? I'll get to it as soon as I take care of the captain. Um, Real quick, I... I, Isaac, just to let you know. Um, there is, with the exception of a shattered face mask, there is a fully intact suit still on the body of one of the other crew members that you found, the guy who had vanished from before. It very much occurs to me. And further, Doc, with all respect to your morphology, isn't she a little closer to my size? Oh, yes, I mean, I, I figured I stressed it stressed it out but um question is is uh isaac's suit not damaged uh isaac's suit has been damaged but it's not damaged beyond repair okay it's yeah, it it's took the one slice yeah it's probably an easy patch job mm. it would need to it would need to be either replaced or fully repaired after but for a couple of uses it should be okay all right well in that case then Y'all can go ahead and switch suits. Uh, Isaac, you gonna be? You sure you gonna be all right? Do you know where you might be able to locate another suit for yourself? I need less oxygen than you. Martha smiles at that. <laughs> uh, I, I can't deny that, especially with all the smokers we got on our ship. All That's... right. Oh, like you. I finished taking off the suit. <laughs> so moving over to Tig, you see that her arm has been heavily bandaged with multiple splints you can see that a, a lot of work has been done on it oh, that's it's very bad she is going to need like doc has stabilized her she needs surgery that's gonna have to hold on that's gonna have to wait though 
it looks like she has basically been her, her arm has been stabilized that's very 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 bad yeah, for all it. intents and purposes her arm is going to be salvageable but it is going to need to be essentially reattached and rehabilitated mm. because of the damage that was done that's going to require surgery you're going to need the Iliosis med bay for this but it's a procedure after that um getting all the pieces of that elbow bone is going to be like picking up ball bearings in a forest good times I love would... jigsaw puzzles so it all works out as you manage to get Tig gently into the suit, Martha looks up at you, Isaac, and says, I guess the first thing we should do then is try to get the power back and find out who those motherfuckers are. Yes. Uh, do you have a sense of what is still working? There is still gravity. So there literally... is still something auxiliary, no? I was, something must be still on if we still have gravity. So finding out what that is and how to use it. I was in the process of trying to discover that and track you as well, because I was worried about you and we hadn't heard about you. And then they arrived. So let's get back to work. Well, I, I do so hate to interrupt, but does anybody know what those individuals are here for? Does anybody know what they're after? None of them are alive, so we won't be able to ask. We can figure this out in a minute, though. All right. Can I make an observation check? Yeah. I like your sense of humor today. One. One success. What were you? What are you attempting to observe? What is it you wanted to see? What you were looking for for Isaac? Third two possibilities they came here for us or they came here for them anyone react just now no everyone's pretty much staring and everyone looks very serious and focused hmm. okay thank you you don't well, once i get the cat act the captain up and run and i'll see if he has any answers for us then We'll try to make this a fully functional ship for you to do that. Just please. Uh, I, I don't want to see any of my, any more of my friends become my patients, so do be careful. I will try not to get stabbed again. Captain's always. Before you and Martha head out, Martha yes. moves over to Tig and leans down and whispers into Tig's ear just loud enough for anybody who's very close to hear and you just for those of you who can hear her before she turns and leaves the room you hear martha whisper good job marine before she steps out the door and follows i think she turns around and sees isaac looking at it like trying to analyze the moment That is where we are going to pause for our break. Woo! <laughs> so I'll cry over take. <laughs> Caitlin, how you doing? Being an observer. I'm doing great. So this rocks. I'm, so, I'm sorry that I've made myself useless for this, but it was worth it. Yes. How dare you become the centerpiece of all the drama for the episode at the top? Um, hey, hey! If I've already, if I did my work, I, now I just get to sit back and watch. It's great. <laughs> 
Well, when we come back, we're going to get into the next shift, and that is going to be you will be regaining consciousness. So, um, and hopefully we'll have Elisa. We'll see. We might get Elisa back in the top. So, but until then, don't forget we're having the giveaway for Demi Plane right now. So, don't forget to enter and win for a free copy of the Colonial Marines Operations Guide. And we will see you in 10 minutes. Welcome back. We now have a full crew. Welcome, Elisa. It's good to see you. I'm so glad you could join us. Uh, you missed all of the, the stress-free stuff. So you're popping back into the game right as things are going to get really bad. So, I was watching. I was watching. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> Sam's like, worse? Worse than that? No, but Andrew's as we still. jump back in, before we get back into the narrative, uh, real quick, we have the winners of our uh, drawing here. So these are the two winners who are about to get a free copy of the Colonial Marines operations manual on Demiplane. Congratulations to one Adventures of Tony. Congratulations, Tony. You got yourself uh, full access. You're going to get a code that's going to give you full access to the Colonial Marine operations guide. So good luck to you, Marine. Um, also, a big congratulations to Thunder Cabbage. Congratulations. You now have the Colonial Marines Operations Manual. Uh, Jake pulled those numbers for us. Thank you so much, Jake, for helping us with that. That was our last giveaway um, for the sponsorship. Thank you so much, Demi Plane, for uh, giving those away. As y'all have seen, as uh, so just as a real quick reminder, uh, Demi Plane has been really going into overdrive recently and preparing to, uh, let's just say, create a, a space for anybody who might be looking for an alternative place to to play digital content for for alternative takes on fantasy TTRPGs that um that that are worthy of exploration. And if you are interested in checking those out, Demi Plane has uh, a game called Pathfinder which is up on their platform. If you are curious about it, they also have all the books and their character generator is currently in alpha and testing. So the goal for Demi Plane this year is they're going to have a couple of these available for a lot of the uh, TTRPGs that you're seeing us play. So maybe when we come back for season two of Beacon, we'll actually be able to use the Demi Plane platform for all of our roles and whatnot, which would be really sweet. But um, for now, let's go ahead and jump back in to tonight's episode of Beacon, part two. We just left the med bay. Now, I'm going to say that a shift will have completed so that we can pick up the narrative where people are waking up, reuniting. I'm going to start things off by asking for some rolls. So the first role I'm going to ask for is a heavy machinery check from Isaac and a Comtech check from Martha. And this is a, this is the scene where the two of you basically working together to try to locate the source of the power failure and where the power is working because gravity is still working on the ship. But you're also, this is also to, to assess that damage. And then the next shift will have to be used to repair the minor decompression that is happening. <laughs> what is going on over there? Sam, oh, Sam, don't forget, you get a plus one to the roll because you get a plus one on future checks because of your stunt from the last repair job you did on the ship. I didn't even roll that in. Yeah, you get to add one more die. I have a question. Yeah. Do I have more stress since we started? I, uh, I, I started the session, or la end of the last session with one. Did I gain more today? Martha had to roll a panic at one point. Yeah, you, have, you have a total of three points of stress right now. Okay, all right. All right, adding those in. And is this... Um, sorry, Although... This is, 
Uh, actually, no, no, no. I do believe we, I got we, rid of one of them. Oh, that's you right. did get rid of one of them, and re I'm sorry. And I just realized if we're if we're doing a time elapse of a shift out of combat while you're working, that's actually going to reduce the stress by one point as well. All right. So I have one now. Sounds yeah. Like. You have All one right. point of stress. Cool. And then uh, does this. Uh, Am I going to connect to the mother system at all for this? No, mother's down. Okay. Yeah. And then would I use either my hardware or my software? Uh, or neither. Let I tell you what. Let's have Isaac roll first because okay. that's going to help determine how much is how much you're going to be able to do with because you need power to basically do what you're doing. Sure. Your your data pad is also offline. Oh. So okay. Everything got uh, EMP burst basically right. took out all electronics here. So okay. how'd you do, Isaac? Seven. Holy. Huh? That's that face. That face is seven. <laughs> Holy, Holy shit. Holy crap. I don't know that I've heard of anybody rolling seven no! successes as an alien. <laughs> I saw the pile of successes, then I counted them, then I realized around the corner there was another one I hadn't even seen. Seven. That's not a number. Holy crap. That's amazing. That is. An and it's not even like it was such. Yes, it is my fattest macro, but like, that. that is incredibly statistically anomalous. Okay. They're determined right now. They're like tunnel vision in. All right, then wow. you'll be able to use your data pad then, Martha, because you're going to be able to plug your data pad into the power supply of the ship and actually activate it again. Okay. You learn that your data pad that you've been using, this standard issue from Colonial Marines, was completely drained of power when the MP hit. And it's charging up once you manage to find a compatible socket to plug it into. Seekson is really good about making universal plugs, about being able to, you can, I mean, you're also, you also specialize in literally breaching actions for the Colonial Marines. You're good at plugging into any damn thing. So you managed to find something to plug this into. So you'll be able to do a diagnostic check with your equipment bonuses. Thanks, Isaac. I mean, that's a lot of stunts too, right? I mean, I guess- um, I believe it is literally every stunt. That's, it's, uh, with that many successes, I'm not even counting it anymore. Pretty much repairs that need to be done are gonna be done. Okay. I appreciate it, yep. Yeah. <laughs> of all the- One, two- Sure. Two success. That's every observation check I failed this season. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In one roll. Two successes? Yes, two. Okay, the two of you work for a couple of hours. And here is what you're able to learn. You, uh, the damage seems to be highly localized, which is the first clue. The second clue is the damage itself. Martha, you're able to uncover evidence of this, the cargo area that Isaac was having their fight in. It looks like the ship was tampered with a few days ago hmm. from the outside. When the two of you, with that many successes between the two of you, here's what you're able to piece together just from repair work and using your ComTech check to check ship logs, when things were accessed, when things were shut down, what's been damaged. By the time y'all are done doing your repairs, you and Isaac both conclude that this strike team probably arrived a few days ago when they shut the power down and have been sitting here waiting. is the only explanation you can come up with because the damage caused to the ship was deliberate. The two of you were able to uncover that the ship was sabotaged and that it was made to look like it was a simple power failure. 
one of the things that you note is that when Beacon was contacted, comms were working fine. When Beacon acknowledged, which you see in the in the Comtech logs, the comm systems were immediately diverted from their main source of power, which means you and Isaac conclude with, again, nine successes between the two of you. The two of you were able to conclude the ship was sabotaged and invaded a few days ago. And then after Beacon was contacted and SOS was acknowledged and the help was on the way, they cut their comms again deliberately. So they couldn't send out any more requests for help or contact anybody else. But huh. as you are all, as you're having this conversation and the, you and Isaac kind of looking at each other as you're both coming to the same conclusion, the emergency lights over you just go. <laughs> as you start seeing data readouts, Isaac, you set the tool set down and look around and the broad water starts to come back to life. <laughs> the engine begins to reboot. Computer systems start to come online and you start gradually hearing the sounds of power being restored throughout the ship. Low hums, the computer systems coming back up online. Mother here, you see a lot of the data readouts as Mother is basically coming back online and she is automatically checking all the systems. Um, quietly, doesn't sound like, doesn't make all the noise that the Mother system on your ship does, just very quietly scrolling up and after a few moments, you hear mother online. Communications online. Warning, decompression detected on main deck, walkway two. Warning, decompression detected on main deck, walkway two. Safety protocols are initiated. We should probably get over there and look at that, yeah? Uh, I'll take a look at a map. Was that my cargo bay? Uh, no, it looks like the corridor in which a grenade was detonated. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. As huh. you glance I wonder at how it. that happened. <laughs> I don't remember seeing any decompressions on my way out of the ship. Oh, <laughs> uh, I may have, um, I think I know how that happened. Doesn't matter, though. Doesn't matter how it happened. We'll just take care of that. We'll have to if the structural integrity of the ship is at risk. Mm -hmm. When you return to the corridor, mm -hmm. you see that Mother has initiated what looks like a safety blind. It looks like this giant metal sheet has come down over the window that's been damaged and is locked into place. Now that she is active, it looks like the system has its own secure, like safety protocols in place. Mm -hmm. Do you think the UPP would sabotage someone to get a beacon ship sent? Mm. It's just that they waited just long enough for this ship to call for help and then cut it off. Right. And like, they were waiting. So whatever, yeah, whatever they wanted was not already on the ship. They wanted, yeah, no, yeah, it sounds like they wanted us they only attacked once we were here but what i don't understand is why 
I honestly have no idea. Or, well, I think I know why, but how did they know why? Well, yeah. How did they know we would be the ones who would be sent? Maybe they didn't and they would have just hit another ship. Uh, could you pass me the torch? Yeah, here. Thanks. Are there... You know, I do want to go back and search the ones that, you know, are still here. Search them, see if we can find anything on them. Any info? Yeah. Hey, it wouldn't have been the Marines, right? Like our Marines? Well, because you told them stuff. I was there. Right. Back when we were on the planet. Right, right. But they, these folks were speaking Russian. Which I guess, you know, we could have Russian speakers in our Marines. But why? Why would they? No, yeah. I, I don't think it was our Marines. Then it was Beacon. But that doesn't make sense. Mm. Okay, I'm lifting that up and then we should be done on this breach. Okay, but watch your, watch your, okay, cool. Okay. All right, so what are y'all doing? Um. Oh, we should get in touch with O'Donnell. Oh my God, O'Donnell. Yeah, our comms back up now? Mm-hmm. O'Donnell, you there? Can you hear us? Holy shit! <laughs> oh my god, your voice! Where? Where? You just hear the static kind of coming through as the signal looks warped and just kind of like... seems to be failing you. Um, you can't really make it out, what he is saying. But you can see that the signal looks weak enough that you he can hear you. Okay, glad you're okay. They didn't hit you too. You just hear. And what about we never found that other, uh, that other crew member who, I actually I don't know if you were here when I talked to Lindsay about that. There was um, another crew member that went out to check on the hull and never came back in. Can you read me? You hear it coming through. Yeah. Yeah, we're here. We read you. You there? Yeah. <sighs> Thank God. Don't get attacked by a tactical team. You sound really weird. You sound really weird, dude. Is this okay, the part where I say your mom? What? You sound like <laughs> chipmunks to me. What is going on over there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, we got all the power and this stuff back on, but we were... Attacked by a tactical team that seemed to have invaded and was waiting for us to come. Okay. I'm guessing you weren't attacked, which is good. So... Uh, is this channel secure? Oh. Um... Probably not very. Uh, call me when it is. Okay. And the line cuts. I make a face at Isaac. That's ominous. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna pull up my pad. Okay. 
Oh, is it fully charged now? Or did yeah, I leave it back I, I'm happy. Again, okay. when with with nine successes between the two of you, I'm giving you guys a lot of leeway here because <laughs> Thank you. that is Thanks. epic level successes in this game. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, um, so yeah, it's easy enough. Uh, okay. Make me a contact check. Yeah. This is to encrypt the signal and contact. Oh shite! I got a one on my stress die. Okay. And is that any successes? No successes. All right, so roll a d6. Oh crap. And four. Four plus how many uh -huh. stress points do you have? One. Okay, so five. So you're not going to panic, but okay. Martha, the exhaustion, like you notice this, you're as you're encrypting this, you stop for a second, and notice your hand is shaking. And you, you take a deep breath and it stops. You just kind of <sighs> exhale into it. And you're like, okay. Mm. Are you all right? You know, I think the adrenaline is finally kind of dropping off. And um, I'm going to have to try to encrypt this later. Why don't we check in and see how the TIG is doing and say hello to the captain? Yeah. Our captain. Yeah. Um, as we walk back down the corridor, mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to put my armor on Isaac. Okay. And as we walk, just kind of lean on them and say, I was really worried about you out there. Why? You know, before I knew there was a strike team, there was a whole, like, weird solar flare coming, and you could have been fried. Yeah. I was not sure I would come back. That was I guess really... I wouldn't miss you, but I feel like I would have. That was really, really brave what you did. Really reckless, but really brave. Is it extra brave when it comes from a marine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll hug you back. I forgive you for what you ever did to that hull. <laughs> so you figured that out, huh? <laughs> I'm very good at ships. It was it was really fun. I got I got to see. <sighs> I don't it feel bad. Make no sense. <laughs> got the job done. So oh look, the doctor. The doctor. I get just I turn the hug and I get my other hand behind the shoulder. When so you the two of you re-enter the room, there's lights in the med bay now and medical readouts. Doctor, you have full use of the medical facility again. Um at about oh. that point, Tig, the sensation that initially wakes you up is the the feeling of one hot tear running down the side of your face as you start to blink your eyes open and then it's that wall of sedation that from on your side of it you feel the presence of pain pounding at the door it wants to get to the other side agony but it's not getting to the other side because you can feel the drugs in your system um your shoulder feels hot and as you blink awake, you glance down and see you are, looks like you have splints 
all up and down your arm. You're bandaged up. Pretty clean job, but you can see you're already bleeding through your bandages. But as you look down, um, you were, you can feel your fingertips. Yeah, she definitely does an internal assessment real quick. <laughs> yeah, you start immediately going into medic mode as you glance down, remembering all of the things that you would ask a patient. And it's actually become aware, Tig, that it's actually causing you to calm down because you begin to feel that immediate surge of remembering the last thing that you remember, the gunfire, the battle, um, waking up. Uh, you've been in the situation on the other side of the situation so many times you feel the rising panic and you immediately start going through a uh, patient is you start referring to yourself mm -hmm. in your mind as patient, just like kind of pushing through and, and analyzing and stuff like that. And you glance over just in time to see through the blurry, like lights that are filling your vision. You see Martha and Isaac step into the room and meet up with doc. Oh. You made it. Patience, uh, awake, you too. Thank you so much for getting the power turned on. I can do so much more. Tick, now, now, please don't rush yourself to. Oh, who am I? Who am I kidding? D does my work pass your assessment? Uh, I'm halfway through. Uh, seems good so far. All right. Everybody Doc. here, I can't count. There are doubles. <laughs> uh, Doc, real quick, because this is going to inform what else happens in the scene, but I need you yep. to make your medical aid check for how the captain fared. And remember, you're going to get a plus one bonus uh -huh. to this because you were being assisted. Uh, did I lose one point of stress from the shift change as well? Yes. Also, okay. also, I would like to banter right now. I would like this to. I'm halfway okay. through my internal assessment. <laughs> this is okay. So we'll do that in a sec. Um, also, I, I do, do just want to inform everybody because repairs to the ship were completed as quickly as they were. There is not going to be a roll for a rad check. Woo! So okay, icy. You're still in danger drifting out here, but there's no immediate threat. Yeah, you can if you want from Tig's uh, hop up here, unless you were unless this is a pre-check. I, I don't know if I can take this stress is, from this, is, this role is literally being made while you were unconscious and repairs oh, okay. were being done to the ship. Never yeah. mind then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is three successes. Okay. You're going to save the captain's life. Remember, you needed two. Okay. So, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so you are going to save the captain's life. You've managed to stabilize the captain using the doctor's help. The doctor is seated now up against the wall and is being cared for uh, by his partner. The XO is just taking good care of him as best she can and is like wedged a bunch of flight suits up underneath his back and has kind of laid him down onto the ground. And they seem to be having a moment together because he's got a smile on her face and so does she as she's like giving him some uh, water. Um, now you can banter if you would like <laughs> to relieve some stress for oh, everybody. Oh yeah, no, her, pa her like, yeah, it passes, passes the assessment so far. Ah, oh, that is good. To, that is good. She rolls her head kind of in the direction of Martha and goes, I didn't shoot you, dude, did I? No. No. <laughs> I, I am not shot. Good. Sweet. Nice. <laughs> I think so when you say I have here. not been shot, like the doc is like kind of going over you to see if there are any signs. <laughs> yeah, because this is actually the first time you've actually been in the same room with yeah. Martha where there wasn't something that immediately needed to be done. Yeah. Um, 
as this conversation America? is happening, Lindsay stands and she says, I need to get to the bridge and assess everything. I'm going to end our spin as well. If you need anything, I'll be there. And is she... that why I'm dizzy? No, I shouldn't be able to feel that. Could be. Tig, you are hmm? going to sit down. I'm still I'm... sitting. <laughs> I know, but I can feel the will within you rising to do you something silly. You can't feel anything locked. I can, I, I can feel something, Tig. I feel mm. relief. I'm scared to death. I'll allow it. <laughs> it's good to uh. see you. All of you. Glad I didn't shoot anybody. Well, <sighs> yeah. I shot there some people. That's fine. I, and in doing so, you saved the lives of many. I... I, I am so sorry I sent y'all to where you, you were sent. Uh, I'm just glad everybody's okay. Oh, it's better that, a second of it. You no, know, yeah, it's better that we stop them from getting here. Wherever they were trying to get to. Which, by the way, we... Isaac and I were trying to figure that out, and... We should all talk and... Try to put two and two together. Because we, Isaac and I think that maybe they were here for us. Why? I mean, we've got some rations and medical supplies and the Elios itself, but... Oh, Lord, has anybody gotten in contact with Flyboy? Is he whole? Oh, yeah, he's whole. I need to contact him on a secure channel. He said. But he's, he's fine. He wasn't... Um, attacked like we were do we have a secure channel or can we make a channel here secure I, i'd rest comfortable you know, if i could hear the boy yeah, I, tell us he's fine yeah i will i'll i'll try that again i just uh i look at isaac and i kind of i just um was having trouble before but i can i can try to set that that up now can i reroll that now or do i have to uh yeah you can try it again okay um I was just rolling for the XO, who is currently slipped back into the pilot's chair and is trying to gain control of the ship to stop the spin. She did roll a face hugger on her stress Ooh. die, but she also got two successes <laughs> and didn't panic. Oh, good. Ooh. So. I got a four die. But and now she has an extra stress die. Three. Three successes three. this time. Nice. Okay, so you take your time with it this time. Takes a few minutes. You run an encryption code and you get a connection to the Elios. Okay. Uh, Odano, you in? Barry White, Chipmunk, whatever you're gonna be this time? You sound normal this time. Okay, you too. Holy Damn, shit, right. what is going on up there? I've been trying to reach y'all ever since that storm of solar energy hit us. Yeah, what have you been trying to reach us for? What, do you know something that we need to know? Yeah, uh, so first of all, before you, let me tell you what the situation is on the Elios. Power got knocked out over here when that thing, uh, that the bombardment of particles hit uh, right before the solar flare. I managed to back away, so it didn't get the worst of it. Mother didn't get knocked offline, thankfully, so everything else was easy to reboot up and up and going. But I did briefly detect the presence of another vessel in the area, and that's why I wanted to get the secure line. I had Mother run it through the database, and it looked like some kind of... UPP strike vessel. Ah. Eh. Akula 
Ilha-class strike vessel, according to Mother. I've never heard of those before. It's registered as the SSV Dai Ching. Huh. Well, Martha, can you fill us in on what that might mean? Yeah, what would I know about that, if anything? Um... You've, uh... Yeah, you've probably heard of the Akula class. They are they are quiet. They're smaller strike ships. They're typically used. Uh, the Colonial Marines has something equivalent, but it's basically it's a uh, it's it's a ship that's a little bit smaller than the Ilios, and it's specifically designed to deliver special forces units and whatnot into combat, typically behind enemy lines. They are mm -hmm. capable of breaching atmosphere and landing. They do have an armament. They do not, they're not used in fleet actions, but they do have weapons on them. They would be an absolute, it would be lethal to the Ilios or the Broadwater to encounter it. Hmm. That I much will, you do know. Um, I'll relay all that. You've never heard of the SS Dai, V Dai Ching, but I mean, that's how many ships are in the UPP fleet. You're not sure. But as you relay all that, you just hear this quiet on the other side of the radio and you finally hear a reply go, Did you leave? No, that's Sorry. not relief. I figured if it was a UPP no. ship of some kind, it was going to have the capacity of blowing us out of the stars. It, but we're yeah. not in UPP territory, so I have no idea why they'd be out here. They're... And did they leave? Are they like, or when did they leave? I lost contact with them. They were on the very edge of the sensor range band that we have here on the Ilios. I haven't been, I haven't detected them since. It's been at least a few hours. It could have just been passing through. It just seemed like a bit mail. of a coincidence to me. Leaving. As soon as yes. they got him. Do you say that aloud, Isaac? Yes. Their man? Who their man? He blew up his friend and then he escaped. Wow, okay. He had a That's... blinking light on him. I assume that was a... a beacon. Hmm. What a dick move. He blew up his friend. What the well, hell? Are you talking to me? No, we're just talking amongst ourselves. Have you been able to get in contact with Beacon to update them on our current situation? Well, the comms got rattled pretty good when the solar storm hit, but I have been able to send out a an update on our mission status. I assumed everything was okay over there because energy, knockout of communications... What's the update? What's the all status? Everything go okay? One of us is severely wounded, but stable at the moment. I'm Tick. fine. Tig? It's fine. Tig is wounded. Tick. What happened? I'm She trip on something? <laughs> nah, she was just being <laughs> a wish. marine. Her arm tripped on a bullet. <laughs> you shot her? Yeah. Oh, well, not me. <laughs> It, was the crew unhappy you guys were there? What's going what? on? Oh, Donald, did you miss the part where there was a strike team? Wait, whoa, 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 what? Oh, yeah. He doesn't know. The strike team were inserted on the ship. Two of them attacked me. I think one of them attacked and killed Jennings when he went back to look at the damage to the ship. Uh, that was all deliberate. And while I was back there, it seems like 
there was a firefight and somehow by means entirely mysterious also a grenade went off um yeah it's a mystery did that get fixed there yeah. was a yes. hissing sound yes mm -hmm. it's it's perfectly fine holy shit As it stands, I do believe uh, Broadside is currently regaining itself from its spin and should be functional enough to limp to wherever it needs to go. Yeah, I can confirm I that. Looks like I'm seeing some thruster activity on the outside of the Broadwater, so it looks like control has been restored mostly. I've done as much as I can for Tig and the captain here with their offerings but i would be able to do more once i get them to the elio so i think it's best that we expedite our this uh, our stay and uh try and get back to beacon copy Hole that and accounted for just say the word i can initiate docking anytime how, how the rest of you feel we ready to go home good i'm ready to get yeah. us there you got the word. Bring the Elios. It's time to go home. Copy that. Docking underway. 15 minutes ETA. All right. You take care of yourself, lot boy. Yeah, you too. And please, nobody else get shot. It'd be great. It's, it's a standing order. <laughs> All right. Holy... Uh... Is there any way you can link me to the bridge, uh, Martha? So All the internal comms are working now, so if you wanted to contact the bridge, that's yeah. easy wall switch. Question. Okay. Yeah. Do you want encryption, though, if we're not sure? Actually, I'll ask this in character. Captain Doc, do you want to be encryptedly connected to the bridge? You shouldn't, uh, Martha, you shouldn't have to, just Martha would know this. You wouldn't have to worry about anybody listening in on internal traffic unless you were worried that somebody might be still inside the ship and you don't want them to hear internal traffic. Well, you know, we should do a sweep before we leave, but uh, no, yeah, it's... Um, they were professionals. I, they know they don't have the numbers anymore. They probably left for good. Yeah. And but I'm not the expert. And should one of them still be on the ship, I'd like for them to know that there's a timetable for all their shenaniganery. We get them to jump stupid before they plan to, and then we can deal with them accordingly. But my first and number one priority is to get Tig back to the Elio so I can do some real goddamn work on that arm. Okay, sounds good. Uh, and Captain, uh, with your permission, before we do leave, I do want to actually go back down to where the fight happened and search some of those bodies to see what we can find about this strike team. If they had any anything we can find more info from. Do you think there's any value in bringing them to the Elios with us? Perhaps we can decipher more information from the remains back at Beacon. You know, I guess, yeah, yeah, we could probably do that. I'd, I'd feel much safer handling that sort of thing in my own home turf, if you don't mind. Sure. All right. All right. Uh, this is this is Dr. Reginald Albright to the bridge. Ready yourself to be uh, ready yourself for the Elios. I'm going to take you, Captain. I'm going to take Tig here. We're going to fix him up back on the Elios. 
Copy that, Doctor. Alright. Yeah, I think I think for the first time in a bit the doc sits and just kinda lets it out a you little bit. Look around, Doc, and the power is up. The ship seems to be protected. The immediate danger has left the area. The Elios is returning. Tig is gonna be okay. She just needs some serious work. But as you look around, you see patients are stable. The only thing that catches your eye as you're glancing around the medical bay is you see just off in the corner, um, Shinzu Fukushima is just cracking open a beer. It's going to do terrible things to Oliver. You got another one? <laughs> There's barely enough in here to do anything to you. And he passes you a beer. Company beer, you know? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been that scared since it was, uh, since it was my boy that got caught doing some dumb marine shit. Glad this time ended a little bit different. It sucks, doesn't it? Hey, listen, <sighs> uh, sorry I wasn't a lot of help during all of the things that were happening, but I wanted to tell you all thank you. I mean, it's kind of... An understatement, you know, but thank you for saving our asses. That's that's what Beacon does. I'm, I'm glad to help. I wish that I could promise that you wouldn't have these sorts of problems again, but it seems like there's just no sense out here in space, so you be careful. Uh, listen, I don't want to ask things that are going to get me into too much trouble, but it sounds like we were not attacked by pirates. No, it does not seem that way. Okay. Why did the UPP come after us? We're not transporting anything. Anything. No, not. It's worth a damn to them. What are you transporting? Parts and foodstuffs, mostly. We have about two tons of seed on board. It's various things that are being moved from colonies to colonies. I mean, you can go look for yourself if you want. It's, they have the whole manifest. It's nothing. We're a cargo yeah. hauler. This is a truck run. Like, <laughs> well, we're not exactly sure it was you that they were going after. They have to wonder if there's anything that I'm carrying on the Helios that might inspire somebody to set a bait and trap like this wait what does that mean could We're be speculating at this point could be a big middle finger to beacon itself wait 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 what are you saying that this was all to get at you guys I'm saying that the potential for that to be the truth remains. We don't have any solid leads. We don't know nothing. So there's no point in omitting anything. So anything you're saying possible. it's possible that the reason my crew got shot to hell and why my ship got taken out, why we almost died, was because of you guys? I'm saying, son, that anything is possible. You see him turn and he sets his beer down and he goes, 
You can finish that on the way out the airlock. I think this is the first time that y'all have seen Doc, like, upset, and he's going to stand up. I'm going to finish this in the same damn place where I saved your captain's life. That captain there? And he points. The one that the one that got injured because a bunch of people came over here to kill you guys? That's a possibility, and it seems to be one that you're choosing to run with. Why else would they attack us? We got nothing. We've got nothing on this ship. If they were pirates. Do you know everything that's going on in your ship? Do you think that there remains no possible secrets that have been kept from you? Because if you do, then you are a fool. I think we have ventured to the farthest range of useful speculation, past which little productive will be gained on a very stressful day. Make a manipulation check, Isaac. <laughs> I will. Empathy, manipulation. Well, so I took a talent at the beginning. Did you? That I'm very slightly using now. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's called menacing. Okay. Are you being menacing? Uh, I the gentle Isaac. I know in my heart that I stood up and put my body between everybody. Um, but I didn't declare it. I just, I just uh, physically played it. But so, yes, that is the. Are you using that talent here? Because if that's what you're using, then that's what you're being. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not not. <laughs> okay, so roll with your menacing. <laughs> I love you. I love you tonight. You're really doing me extremely proud. Not a single one. Not one. Not, not a single one. one. That's beautiful. Amazing. <clears throat> you little cinnamon roll. He... He doesn't escalate. But he also, it is clear he's not being quite rational. It seems like he is quick to wanting to find a reason for this. But instead of carrying it any further, he shoulder checks Albright as he steps out of the med bay. Takes a few steps and turns the corner before heading out, leaving his beer on the counter behind him. I, I, Albright's just going to look at, uh, at his crew and go, uh, well, that's somebody who's got to call me Dr. Albright now because he is certainly not a friend. He's almost I, as mad as you would have been if someone attract, attacked your crew to get it then. Somebody did attack my crew and I don't know why. And they hurt people that I care about. I know the point of useless despair. I have wallowed in it for quite some time. That man has a choice to be angry or to be useful. And I hope that he chooses the latter. But I think we have thanks to my indiscretions worn out our welcome. So let's hope Flyboy can hasten his approach. And hopefully nobody else gets shot. Cause I I promise you, if I if I even got scratched, 
Tig's gonna have to save my life, and I'm afraid there's no fine condition to do that. I got one hand and one eye. Bring it on. You should be unconscious. The fact that you are not unconscious is a medical mystery to me. <laughs> I'm talented. I mean, I, there, there is just a cocktail going through your bloodstream. That mm -hmm. shit silence you. <laughs> it is only served to perturb you, it seems. Yeah. You all start hearing the sounds of... <clears throat> Coming through your comms, you hear. Helios is docked. Also, uh, crew, just want to let you know, Mother just gave me the heads up. We now have an ETA on the oncoming solar flare. It is going to hit pretty much this area of space in the next three hours. So we should have plenty of time before we need to get out of here. We definitely do not want to be here when it crosses this area of space. I'll relay that information to the bridge. Uh, no problem. She's actually the one that uh, corroborated it with me. We're talking <laughs> now. It's great. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm sure that they're more keen to hear from you than me, Flyboy. <laughs> we'll be on the Elial ASAP. Copy that. So in my mind, when I said on it, when the doc said I could go search the bodies, mm -hmm. I left after that. Okay, that's fine. Okay. So then we'll cut to Martha kneeling down. The bodies at this point have all been arranged and draped basically they are going to be put into an airlock uh, in the next few hours um but as you move over to the martha you unclasp a few helmets and pull them off and you see faces you did none of these people look familiar to you and they come from a, a range of facial features and types one thing seems clear to you though martha the way they were carrying themselves their build um they all seem like they are, they were trained, highly experienced. Um, you do see one of them does have what looks like an old tattoo that's faded, but it looks like it's, it, it looks like the symbol for UPP special forces, but it looks like it has long since faded out or has been like not, it looks like the color and the lines have all faded away, but it looks like there's a scar over it as well. It has not been kept. Um, you do come across what would appear to be a data pad. I'm going to see if it is intact. It is intact. Um, there does look like there is a data pad on one of them. Okay. I would like to take that with me. Let me pick it up. It's about small. It's about this big. Looks like it's a real compact looking pad um no other identifiable marks no ranks no insignias no identification mm -hmm. but they all have uh pulse rifles mm -hmm. they look like they've been modified they do not look like standard issue marine pulse rifles they look like they've been camoed up everything about this screams black ops special forces sneaky sneaky Mm -hmm. uh, I'd like to see if I can identify like their communication system. Do they yeah, have like, comms? Like in their helmets, it looks like they had your standard tactical gear where they were able to communicate with one another. Is anything intact enough that I can maybe power it back up? One, uh, I mean, if pretty much all of their, their earpiece comm units look like they're available. 
<laughs> I'm going to take one helmet. I know these are all coming back with us, but I'm going to take one helmet and the Zeta pad. Okay. And then I'm going to message to everyone on the ship, including my crew. Does anybody speak Russian? Let me check, because I actually have a list of... Uh... Do Isaacs get languages? <gasps> Can Isaac download languages? I know Kung Fu! Yeah. <laughs> um, you did a culture. I'm gonna roll... <laughs> You did. You did that. Uh, <laughs> the bar is low. So... <laughs> No one who's conscious, at least, knows Russian. Uh, mother would be able to translate anything in writing. Okay, we just need an authentic-sounding Russian speaker. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh, Martha has ideas. Walking okay. back to, uh, I guess, t back towards the med bay. Um, but it sounds like we're going to... I probably would have heard the docking at some point. Yeah, that's what that noise was. Right. It's the Ilios. Yeah, was... yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'll just head out of the cargo bay okay. and head towards the dock, probably, because that's where everyone's going to meet up. Yeah, you see... Oh, actually, sorry. I will go to the med bay in case dock needs help transporting patients. Okay. Yeah, unless there's anything else that y'all want to do on board the Broadwater. Oh, I do have something else. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I want to go to the bridge... Okay. And speak with Lindsay. So the bridge is much more technologically advanced than the Ilios. When you step onto the bridge, it is much more spacious. The computers here are, uh, a lot of them use holographic technology to interact with. You can see that this this ship looks like it was probably built in the past 30 years. Um, you can see that it is a much more advanced mother system. There is a table in the center that actually gives a three-dimensional readout of this area of space. You can actually see two blips on the screen that indicate the Ilios and the broad water, and you also see an emergency alert and an ETA of an incoming solar flare. It looks like it's a Category 3 solar flare. They go up to 5, so this one's a, not a small one. Um, you see the, the bridge expansive enough. It does have two seats towards the front that faces outward, and she is currently uh, seated at one and looks like she's going through a checklist on a data pad, just like scrolling it and checking systems and flicking. And she goes, okay, that's working. Now they run a diagnostic on the secondary power units in the rear engine where the damage was most prevalent. And then she looks up at you and says, oh, sorry, I didn't hear you come in. Hey, yeah, we're, we're about to ship off, but I just wanted to come and say thank you she stands up and she's she throws her arms open and she stops and she goes are you a hugger by oh, chance yeah i actually really wanted to hug you <laughs> she hugs you and she says thank you so much for saving our asses thank you you had our backs when we needed it so i'm so sorry that this happened and if it um if we were in any way responsible for them coming here to get us using you i'm extremely sorry for that and we will get to the bottom of this and why it happened um you see that kind of goes past her for a second she says yeah don't worry I i'm sure we'll figure it out i'll contact the icc and form and file a bunch of complaints and forms of course they're going to want to know about it insurance is going to want to know about it Wayland Utani is going to want to know about it everyone's going to want to know about what happened yeah. out here and then she pauses for a second and says wait a minute what do you what do you mean you being responsible for this 
Well, it just seems. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. So when Isaac and I were repairing your systems after everything happened, we noticed that it seemed like they breached your ship like three days ago. So they were lying in wait for someone or something. They've been here. She looks like her like her face just goes slack. Like she's lost all muscle use of her face. And she stares at you for a moment and she goes. You. Uh, they were telling me that these people were sitting in wait on our ship for days after sabotaging it and they were, it was a trap for you? Well, uh, it was a trap for someone for whoever was going to show up when we did. I also should probably tell you that uh, Isaac believes that they were the ones who are the reason that Jennings didn't come back in. You see her face shifts again and she's... I I had a feeling once the gunfight started, it's easy to put two and two together after that. This is a lot to take in. This is a lot to take in. Who are they that they could do that? Uh, that's it's not pirates. It's mm. and, and where did they come from? There's no other ships. I don't understand what. How about this? Can we keep in touch? Uh, yeah, uh, we'll we'll probably have to when I form a when I I'm going to have to report this to the interstellar. Commerce Commission, and when the ICC hears about what's happened, they're going to want to interview everyone. Waylon Yutani's going to file an insurance claim. This is going to be a complete mess, but especially with a crew member's death, this is going to be a complete mess. Beacon is probably going to get wrapped up in all of this, but yeah, I have a feeling we'll see each other again in one way or the other. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Look, I've been out on the frontier for years now. You know, I was running... I was running cargo hauling during the frontier war when colonists were turning on each other. It started out like a glorious revolution and then they just became animals. And it was really ugly. And I've seen a lot and I've seen the good that people do and I've seen the bad that people do out here when they're afraid and just trying to survive. And it's beautiful, and it's fucked up. I, all I know is, when this day ends, and I'm doing my captain's log, as it were, acting captain's log, I get to say I'm still alive, my crew gets to say they're still alive, and that's all that matters to me. So, yeah. thank you for helping us. And thank you again. I'm glad we could help. Um, Lindsay might notice. <laughs> Martha just realized something and it just flashes on her face for a moment, but she doesn't say anything. Okay. Well, um, yeah, we'll keep in touch and 
Best wishes. Clear skies. And you. Talk to you soon. Okay. She extends her hand to you this time. And yeah. somehow, Martha, it feels more intimate. It feels less like a hug of relief, but more of just like, it feels like another survivor on the frontier thanking you. Yeah, I'm going to clasp her hand with both of mine. And she just nods. You can see the tears welling up in her eyes as she's finally letting some of the emotion out and her jaw clenching as she nods and says, Godspeed. Same to you. And I'll head back to the dock. Okay. The dock at the dock. The dock at the dock. So. <laughs> Yo, dock. <laughs> So, one by one, you all manage to gather in the airlock. Uh, this is going to be a very uncomfortable space walk, Tig. Oh, she's <laughs> already grumbling about it. You're kind of, now that yeah. she's like less floaty and like a little bit yeah. more lucid, it's like you're kind of getting a sense for how bad of a patient she is. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's not going to be fun. Consistently, like, don't move more than you have to. Now, not. I'm not moving. I'm not moving. It sucks. I it's can fine. always carry you. It's gonna suck no matter what. <laughs> Pig, would can you we... let Isaac carry you? Yeah. Can we like put her on a, a backboard or something, and then have Isaac just bloop? It'll suck no matter what. Do what you gotta do. It's gonna suck no matter what. <laughs> Is there a backboard we could do that with? Um. Not I can lift something. <laughs> yeah, just and some like, type of board like, or something. She can, like, she can walk. It's just going to be hard to pull herself across. She's not going to be able to like do the, yeah. the motion to like right. pulling herself. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so yeah. you won't. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what we're. I'm trying to think <laughs> if we can make you more portable. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, she's just going to be flo She's going to be zero g. Like, you can just tie her to someone, and she can just like. <laughs> that's true. It's just I'm worried about the arm moving. Sorry, yeah. I feel like no. It's, you're it's right. on no, the it's on the, it's on the splint, so yeah, it is splint. locally stabilized. And, I, and I'm sure it's strapped to her torso too. Like that that's part. a yeah. that part. That's it's, the part. Yeah. yeah, it's she's all wrapped up on that from that side. Uh, mm, okay. I'll I'll, I'll go slow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you, you need all... a point of stress for this. <laughs> Um, no, I would say if he's anything, just more being annoying about it. <laughs> I would say if anything, going into zero G definitely is not going to help the healing process, Don't but tell. it takes the weight off the arm. That's fair. And surprisingly, uh, it, it is, it is an, uh, you're aware of this sensation, Tig. I mean, again, being a combat medic for the Colonial Marines when you were still in active duty, you've, you, you know, it's coming. So when you go... It, it's it's a mixture of of relief and discomfort you know the real pain in the ass is going to be when you get back on board the Elios and gravity reinstates yeah it doesn't matter it doesn't matter again, how she gets pull. over there it's yeah. gonna suck as soon as she gets on the Ilios. it's it's really it's it's not the spacewalk that's the pain in the ass mm -hmm. it's when you get on board the Elios and the gravity pulls at your arm again that's gonna suck mm -hmm. um so but one by one you guys all filter into the airlock um with the docking procedures in place uh, many of you wearing repaired uh, EV suits um, and the EV suits that are available. Um, you guys are able to make a quick and easy spacewalk. 
across the umbilical. It doesn't require any movement rolls or anything. Um, moving to the other side, the airlock doors are waiting for you on the inside, and you see the smiling face of O'Donnell waving at you guys from on the other side of a very thick, narrow window inside the airlock as you all drift inside the open door of the Ilios. Looking back, you can see, uh, finally, you're looking at what looks like a steady docking procedure. Neither the Ilios nor the Broadwater are currently spinning to match, so you guys aren't just spinning through space like some kind of DNA model. Instead, y'all are kind of just leveled off. Um, as soon as you get inside the airlock, a couple of doors are, uh, buttons are pressed on the other side, the doors just... You see it close, and pressurization units start going up, and you see the green down. light... Like Ding. she does with her uh, patients, because she's had to move patients on this kind of yeah. walk before. I think she goes, okay. As the pressurization begins to reform, Tig, you start feeling the gradual pull of gravity on that arm. Uh, however, thankfully, Doc is there to support it. Mm-hmm. Being fully aware that there is going to be a change. Uh, it's not as bad as it could have been. But when the doors open and the pressurization is finished, uh, you can hear mm. the muffled sounds of O'Donnell on the other side of your helmets going, how about we get the fuck out of here? You know, you're starting to grow on me, fly boy. Get it done. Done and done. Uh, I walk over to O'Donnell, or Flodor, I forget. Oh, uh, you got grabbed yeah. yeah. I walk over to him in my EV suit, and I smush his face in my hands. And I mm-hmm. say, I've never been more happy to see your stupid face. Was it bad? He looks at you worried. Yeah, it was bad. Tig? Are you What's high? Mm, less so, but yeah. All right. He glances at the arm and pointedly doesn't give you any more questions. Instead, he turns on his heel and he goes, Isaac, I need my co-pilot, you know, for more, you know, uh, morale, if you want to. Absolutely. I would love for you to lend me morale. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I will set a TIG down in uh, Mad Bay. Doc has. All right. I'm fine. I can walk. I can do it. I can walk. I can walk. You were laid down in a medical bed. (laughs) You have many talents. Now stay there. Bed. (laughs) You are brought to the med bay on the Ilios up on the deck and are settled into a finally a comfortable space to lay down in, Tig. I feel like I'm never going to get used to that. And now I'm coming up from the patient side. Still new. Thank you for the opportunity to allow me to be a doctor. Thank you for being my doctor. I am sorry, though. It sucks. It it does suck. I was I was um, <clears throat> I didn't think I'd be able to piece you together. So uh, don't uh, don't do that again. <laughs> Whatever it was you did, uh, not uh, I. Hmm. And she reaches out and just like grabs his hand from where she's lying. Uh, he's gonna put it on there, and I think uh, he's just uh, this is horribly unprofessional. You mind if I take just two to three minutes to be completely unprofessional for just a moment? I'll allow it. I think uh, just kind of it's like head on the shoulder type kind of a deal. And you can uh, hear some, like, you can hear him sniveling and just, uh, please don't, uh, please don't get hurt like that again. I, I thought, I thought I could separate crew from whatever we've become, but it, 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 
I, I, I don't want to lose any more of my kids now. So, like, just, just, uh, yeah, I mean, you're an amazing Marine, but you don't have to, you don't have to be such a good Marine, you know? No, I left that behind. All right. Thought I did. Uh, but here we are, I guess, so. Uh, I'm, uh. I'm gonna just get you all nice and drugged up. And when you're under, I'm, I'm gonna start putting you back together proper. And by the time, by the time we make it back to Beaky, you'll be flipping Flyboy fly, fly the Bird in no time. Both I'd of figure them. Out, I'd figure out how to do it anyways. I know you will. Let me, let me make it easier. It never uh, gets easier working I, on your friends. Not. But you get good at it the more it happens, so. She Even looks over harder. at you and says, I truly hope you don't have to get good at it. Tig, I, I, I wasn't able to do much there as your captain. I, 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 I sent you off and you got hurt and I, I sent Isaac off. And I know Isaac and hurt, but Isaac was stabbed, and Martha was like a was cornered out here and had to blow some stuff up. I just I I I I I, I don't know that I'm the right one for this. I think y'all might need somebody that um, that uh, it's a bit it's a bit. You know what? <laughs> My three minutes up, so let's get you taken care she, of. She she like grabs your hand again I've had a lot of captains a lot of them most of them suck I won't lie <laughs> but if I have to serve under a captain again I'm glad it's you okay so get that through she like taps you on the forehead as far as she can reach get that through your head full of love, okay? <laughs> I'd rather have that out in front leading the charge than probably literally anyone else. <laughs> so, no take backs, no take backs. <laughs> and she lays down and like does like, like Nosferatu style, like, well, with the one arm. <laughs> no take backs. So damn dramatic. All right, let's get to work. He's just going to start diligently and carefully making sure that his friend is okay. See you okay. in the morning, old man. <laughs> you start gently removing the bandages as you go to work. Uh, real quick, before we jump to the bridge, what are you up to, Martha? I have my that little data pad and the helmet. And uh, Martha's spinning a theory. Okay. She's starting to put some stuff together. It may be a weird conspiracy theory, but here's what she's thinking. Um, first of all, I know this was a, this is a bit metagamey, but I'm going to ask. Mm -hmm. When you said, when I asked, does anyone speak Russian? Did I get, did I hear someone respond, no one who's awake? Or was that just Eric saying that? That was Eric. Uh, that was, yeah, it was kind of, <laughs> that was Eric, but... Um, I was also kind of thinking of it from the terms of the uh, expositing what the XO would tell you. 
Yeah. Okay. Great. That's what I was. So yeah. that it's not completely metagaming if Martha knows that. <laughs> yeah. If someone responded something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. It, so if Martha got that response, and then the other thought she had later was different, but now they're kind of coming together. So can I look at? We had the the crew manifest for the the Broadwater before we got on it. Mm-hmm. I want to look at it again and see. I'd like to just do like a search of everyone and see who speaks Russian or who has some connections. Okay. Um, make me a contact check. Okay. And I guess my stress is gone now because it's been a shift. Uh, I'll let you reduce the stress by one. Okay. That was my last stress for now. Okay. And let's see. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. Yep, that's with my one, two, two. Uh, you look through the crew manifest. The only thing that jumps out at you is a crew member named Hugh Jennings who had a Russian father. Martha does that. I don't know where Martha is, but if anyone is near her, she's like, no, and she stands up. She's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Are you in pain? No. Oh my God, Isaac. Oh my God, I might be just conspiracy theory, theory theorizing myself into a tizzy, but like, oh my God. When I was talking to Lindsay on the bridge, I realized this trap that was set, how would they know we would come? How would they know it would be us? How would they not know that they were breached for three days? What if someone on the inside helped them? What if they had someone there who was helping UPP strike team get in? And then conveniently was taken out to remove evidence. Jennings. They do kill their own I guess we know that for sure but they knew it would be us because we were 24 hours away we were the closest people who could possibly help they knew it would be us because they cut off the comms immediately Yeah. after we responded so no one else could have possibly answered the call after we did meaning they knew it would be us someone betrayed us and they betrayed us about Project Darkstar yeah and we just need to find out who. What do Marines do when that happens? I mean, usually just report it up the chain. I don't know. I'm not like intelligence or anything. I'm just a Marine. But. Oh. I'm sure that'll work. Which is why I thought maybe this was just a conspiracy theory, but I think it's checking out. Jenny. So what's the next step? Well. Encrypted message. Oh, God. Damn. Uh, I look around. Is it just me and Isaac here? If you want it to be. Yeah. I, I so I'll say y'all are in the galley right now. Okay. Um. Isaac, can I just confide in you? Just confidentially? Of course. I... I don't know if my contact has been compromised, but I'm worried that she has. 
And I'm really nervous about reporting anything back to her because of the way she responded after I reported back about what happened on Paxton's Reach. It wasn't helpful? No, it was don't tell anyone, cover up the facts, make sure this information doesn't go out. She just went hardcore like Wayland yutani erase the mistakes kind of thing. And I, you all already knew and, and then Varela knew stuff. So it just feels like, you know, I thought I was sent here to keep an eye on things for the Colonial Marines to report back and just make sure that Beacon was actually helping people and not some type of Wayland yutani cover story. But what I'm seeing is actually, I mean, the Varela stuff is one thing, but like this Project Dark Star and the Marines not wanting to blow this up and make it public and, and shut it down, that worries me. Why wouldn't they just want us to shut it down and get and, and actually get rid of it? It seemed like they wanted a piece of it too. Well, I'm not a Marine, but all they have right now is speculation. You don't have to report until you have something certain, right? I mean, I'm supposed to be reporting when things happen and stuff has happened, but also I can just report the baseline. There was an EMP that downed a ship and we helped them out. That's the true. whole stupid strike team thing. I don't know if I can spin that, and if I leave it out, that's a big omission that they might find out later, but... Especially now that everyone told everyone on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I'll have to report that, but I won't report the Jennings stuff. Because if they know that I know, and if they're in on it, then we could be the next liabilities. And... If they try to get us again, they may not miss. Yeah. I look down the hall toward the infirmary. <sighs> Be careful, Martha. We don't know who's doing this. And we don't really know why. We have to trust each other and find out what's going on. Yeah. I trust you. Thanks, Isaac. I trust you, too. Thanks for letting me spin out my conspiracy theories. I think there's some red string back on the base. <laughs> I'll make sure to requisition it for you. The base? Oh my god. There was a message. There was a message sent out, and Varela wanted me to find out who sent it out, and I don't think it was ours. Oh my god, I need some red string. I'll go to the bridge and see if O'Donnell has any. Okay. Um, when you go to the bridge, O'Donnell, oddly enough, doesn't look like he's plotted a course just yet. He's maneuvered away from the Broadwater and he's monitoring the computers as you approach. And as you enter, he goes, oh, geez. Oh, how you do? 
Isaac, yeah. I could use your help real quick. Of course. How are uh, you? Ooh, ooh, no. Sorry, Isaac. Better plan. Martha, hmm? you're the comms tech expert. I could mm -hmm. use your help on this one real quick. What's going on? Uh, <laughs> um, he just says, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just keeping my cool right now, but I, I have not detected any other ships in the area since I got a quick glimpse at the Akula class a few hours ago. Um, I just, we're really vulnerable right now. During the docking procedure, I was, you know, screaming internally the entire time because that would have been the perfect moment to blow us all to hell. Uh, nothing detected. I'm, uh, I'm finding it difficult to rabbit right now because I'm afraid the moment I plot the course, turn us around and spin up the drive, uh, I, I feel like we're going to get swooped in on. So, uh, I wanted to just do this really smooth and quick. Mm -hmm. The Ilios is a slow mover, so it's going to take me a hot minute to get us plotted and ready to go. If they're out there, they're running dark. Their transponders are going to be off standard military bullshit. But if this is like some kind of black ops thing and they're, I just need you to run a scan. But the thing is, it's going to be really hard to detect them if they're running dark. And also at the moment we sweep for them, it's going to, it might also trigger something, but I, I just want to know if there is something lurking in the bushes. Do you know what I mean? Well, do you speak Russian? Uh, a little bit. Really? How's your accent? Not great. I, oh, I, for some reason, my father's accent comes out every time I speak Russian. He's Irish, so I don't know where that's all about. But you know what, though, with some uh, interference and making it fuzzy sounding, that could work. Okay, uh, I have an idea. If you can roll with this, and I okay. actually have the helmet and the data pad with me, uh -huh. um, and I tell O'Donnell, if we can get Mother to like translate a Mayday signal, a Mayday something into Russian, and you read it and we put it through a filter, maybe we can get a ping through this. He looks at it and says, uh, it's possible. That's going to only be local though. So it's only going to reach out to anybody in the vicinity. And if it's them. It's not their SOP. They have a beacon. The beacon. A beacon. Yeah, the beacon. Okay. That was a visual beacon, but it might have also had some type of signal in it. Yes, probably. Okay. So maybe we just turn on the beacon and put it out the airlock. We have the bodies here. Well, but didn't you say one guy got away? Yeah, but maybe this other guy just woke up and we didn't see him. You know, he passed out in the corner somewhere and he's like, oh, uh, in Russian, all, you know, oh, I just woke up, uh, you know. He left Come before he ever up. saw the rest of the team. He had no idea what their status was. Yeah. There were no oh. comms in there. I couldn't talk to anyone. If you guys want to try it, I'm down. Uh, but these are people who kill their own people, so I don't know that. Maybe they'll pick him up just to kill him. <laughs> That's a good yeah. point. In which case, they might yeah. just save themselves the trouble and blow up the Ilios. Well, yeah. That's that's a good yeah, good call. <laughs> I mean, unless... Unless... They wanted to capture us. But from the sounds of it, I wasn't sure that that was the case. Right. No. I mean, again, we still don't know why they were there. 
Yeah. Were they just uh, trying to kill us? I don't know, but whatever we do, we get we should do it soon because we are so exposed out here. And if there's a warship creeping around, they can do whatever. I have no idea why we're still alive if they're creeping around out there. So I just want to spin up the drive. And if I do that, I'm just worried they're going to come jumping out of the dark. So okay. if we could ping them or if you want to do the radio thing, whatever. I just I, I'm feeling as your pilot, I just got to tell you, I'm feeling really nervous about being here right now. All right. I, uh, OK, I think. And OK, this is the reason now. <laughs> Uh, mm -hmm. I'd like to do a scan, but if I can use the the helmet somehow, or the or a beacon from one of their suits, as like to kind of, because my thought is, here's my thought: maybe you it's the see, beacon it, and not the helmet. It's like you, if there's a certain radio band that they're on. Sure, you want to see helps, if you can ping. Yeah, yeah, it helps us narrow down whatever signal they're okay. using. Can I would say, I tell you what, I'll give you a plus one equipment bonus. So okay. why don't you use? Um, oh, hold on, but you're also using. Well, I don't know. At this point, you might be rolling more dice than Mother because <laughs> you've got your skill plus your gear plus the plus one. Mm -hmm. So what's your what's your pool, your dice pool for? Three, so three, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven dice, you're rolling more than Mother is. <laughs> yeah, you're rolling. So you should make the roll. Okay. And Mother can assist to give you an, a plus, give you an additional plus one. So right. add two dice onto that. All right. This is the Mother's 6500 series, and she has a Comtech of uh, six. Thanks, Mama. So yeah, you're rolling more dice than Mother is. Okay. Two, three, four. Four successes. Okay. Five. <laughs> Five. One of them was hard to read. Five. Is a blank screen and static. Oh, wow. You detect nothing. Okay. Well, I hate to tell you, O'Donnell, but I'm not picking anything up. Okay, that's a good thing. Let's just, uh, if you're good with it, then I'm going to spin up the drive and get us out of here, like Captain said. Yeah, um, and if you're good with it, I would like to just keep my signal open and keep the scan open in case anything does jump up when you put us into drive. Yeah, sure. But moment we jump to FTL, you're going to lose all of that. Okay, yeah. Well, so, until then. Okay. He's going to make a roll. Damn, O'Donnell, where was this earlier? <laughs> okay, so O'Donnell gets four successes. So he starts, you see the star field in front of you start to spin. As he goes, please don't blow us up, please don't blow us up, please don't blow us up. And turns the Elios around. As you can hear the thrusters firing up behind. It takes about 10 minutes to turn the Elios as he's just going, just doing like gentle thrusting maneuvers as he moves the ship around a little bit, kind of brings it back until he brings it to a stop, taking all the time in the world. You get the impression that he's trying to fly casual. Because mm. uh, it's taking, this is taking an enormous amount of time. It's just very slow, very controlled, very subtle. But eventually he lines it up and plots the course. And as he starts powering up the engines, uh, everyone on the deck, he just says, All right, everyone, 
About to jump into FTL. We got about two hours before we need to be in hypersleep. Assuming we want to jump into hypersleep. It's only a 24-hour journey after all, so it's not that big of a deal. It's up to you. I like the peace and quiet. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna... I'm gonna recommend that we try to avoid FTL travel. I don't want to put any more undue stress on my on my patient. Uh, well, Doc, if we don't jump to FTL, it's going to take us approximately thirty-five point seven years to get back to Beacon. You got anything to do? I'm just kidding. Go ahead, let's do it. I'll get Tig. I'll take care of. <laughs> All right. <laughs> getting lippy, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, O'Donnell engages the engines. You hear the mother readout start to indicate that the FTL is up and running. And in front of you, the Starfield, you just see it start to bend in front of you and fold. It looks like space warps right in front of you as you hear the engines go. And then space just kind of folds into itself and everything goes completely dark in front of the cockpit. And you all feel this bizarre lurching sensation. And this low hum. And O'Donnell says, and we are moving. I might actually, <laughs> I might actually I don't do too well being conscious in FTL, so I might actually sleep this off. Sleep tight. Remember, don't stay up too long. Okay. Hey, uh, we didn't get blown up. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's another payday for us. Yeah. All right. Sleep tight, oh. O'Donnell. I probably am behind you, but I need some red string. I so need unless... to put my back back together. I got stabbed. Oh, oh, yes, <laughs> Let's do that now. So unless there's anything else to do, we can arrive at Beacon. Repair, repair, repair. Yeah, yeah. hot glue, whatever. Sleep, sleep. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a problem to say that in the in the hours that it takes to arrive at Beacon, O'Donnell gave an estimation of 24 hours. It's about, about half that time. Um, and when you all arrive... Um, O'Donnell moves his way back towards the, uh, <laughs> the pilot's chair as the Starfield is now in front of him, uh, clutching a robe and holding a cup of coffee and just going, man, I only slept for like four hours and sipping coffee. And he gets on the comms and says, Beacon Station, this is the Elios requesting permission to dock. And you hear static coming through and loud noises and you see O'Donnell roll his eyes and... Then he says, copy that, and looks at everybody else and says, yeah, we've been cleared. Home sweet home. All right. About an hour and a half later, you come into visual range of Beacon, just looking outside the window. And the first thing you see is the, the cargo ships that have started to gather here as people are coming and going, doing the cargo runs. Uh, none of the other ships of Beacon are currently docked at the station. But you do see the Rasmussen is right where it always is in one of the docking bays off to the side. You 
On approach, O'Donnell effortlessly docks the Ilios to the side umbilical of Beacon with no problems whatsoever. As the umbilical attaches, uh, you can all hear uh, over the comms. Okay, well, I just got words that we are to report for a debriefing, and uh, uh, we're supposed to report to the director's office as soon as possible, so I guess we'll... I guess we'll see that there. Yeah, oh shit, is this on? Yes. Yes, it was. Sorry. <laughs> I just woke up. Sorry. Um, I think, yeah, uh, Doc's gonna help everybody okay. get all together to go to this, uh, this meeting. Stepping off the Ilios, um, Tig, you're in a state now where the pain is pretty steady, but the the job that Doc did on your arm is you got class like world class medical care on the Ilios. Not to mention that the Ilios also has an auto dock, so you had a surgeon and an advanced AI basically helping repair your arm. This arm is pretty much going to be unusable for the next few months, yep. at least. Um, and then after that, it's going to be rehab to get it up and running again. But, um, Doc, in your estimation, uh, Tig is probably going to need some synthetic parts inserted into that elbow and other yeah. parts, but it looks like she'll be okay. It'll just, you'll be, you'll, you'll have medication for the next few months of your life, Tig. Um, but you got a gnarly combat scar. It finally happened. Oh, no, not the first time. She's, <laughs> she's got, now she, she... Now I got two of them. That's right. That's right. That's right. You do have, you have one on the side of your head. Yeah. yeah. So at some point I'll have all of the parts of my body functioning in, but today is not that day. I think when she gets told about the, the, well, she probably is aware that the fact that she's going to need some, some new bits in there. Um, I think she tells Isaac, we're going to match. Oh, you think they're going to splurge and get you uh... a... <laughs> You know, one can only hope. It's late on the station when you arrive. So when you all enter into the main concourse, you see the big expansive area where you all typically take your lunch. It feels like a homecoming, but you can also hear people, the echoing radio calls of people telling everyone to report to here and to here and that this needs maintenance and whatnot. It's like being inside of an airport, but the people here are scattered. It's late. It's about 2.30 a.m. station time. So the other shift is on right now. You don't see as many people moving about. The lights are dim on the main concourse. When you enter into the main um, lift and start heading up to the director's office, it is a oddly just hauntingly quiet ride all the way up until when the doors finally open and you see as usual her office doors are already open and a dim light is on and the moment whoever steps off first is immediately greeted with uh, the only night owl on this deck who refuses to go to sleep when everyone else is trying to um, but he's a good kitty oh you didn't mean yeah but um, yeah, so a certain cat rubbing up against legs as you all make your way into the room. Um, you see she is seated at her desk on this opposite end near the big expansive open window. And it looks like she is in a sleeping robe with a cup of coffee and a cigarette. And as you all step inside, 
Uh, she greets you very quickly and says, It's late. I want to go to bed, so let's make this as quick as possible. Just give me the basic rundown of what happened. And the exposit. <laughs> she asks after Tig is her first questions when she hears about the injuries. Um, and she looks... As, as the news, as you basically brief her on the encounter, she takes a long drag off of that cigarette before snuffing it out and lighting another one. She pushes the coffee aside and grabs a bottle of what looks like some kind of alcoholic drink and pours a quick shot, sets it down, and then takes a sip. Well, well, <sighs> fuck. I feel as though that there is some information that you have that we are not aware of, and I would very much like for those circumstances to change. What information would that be, Doctor? I don't know. I've seen this happen before. She stands up and moves to the front of her desk, leans against it, and she says, I worked in the highest offices of Weyland Yutani. I've seen the paranoia, the backstabbing. People didn't know if they could trust their assistants. I've seen... Terrible things. <laughs> it's not as uncommon as you might think that someone simply disappears from Beacon is not going to become that. I won't do that to myself again or to the people who are risking their lives out here on the frontier, Doctor. So you can make the choice to trust me or not. It's up to you. I, I want to trust you. I want to trust Beacon. I want to trust this mission. That's why I came here. But this is the second time we have found ourselves under fire with them. I can't what? lose any of these people. I need to know what you might know. You know everything that I know. I let you all in. You know. And my guess is someone else knows too. I can't. I can't say anything that is going to make this better for you. I. Wanted this place to be <sighs> I want Beacon to be something that helps people. I want it to be what you wanted this to be, Doctor. 
More than anything, that's what I want. I don't want this to happen to you either. Whatever it is that we... that we've stepped in, we're all in it now. And honestly... I shouldn't be surprised. So many things were happening out here on the edges of the frontier. It's not a coincidence that it all happens out here where no one can see it. It's why we're here. So, I understand you not wanting to lose people. But if words can't do this, then maybe this can. And she reaches to her desk. She leans back over and pulls open a drawer and she pulls out a small package. And she just holds it out for anyone to take it. Aka's gonna reach and take it just if nobody minds. It's a synthetic wrap kind of paper, fake paper that's just used quite often, but it's wrapped over what feels like some kind of hardened triangular, or not triangular, uh, sort of, I guess, more square-like. Yeah, Thaka open it. <laughs> you just slowly pull it open. One by one, you all start to see what it is that she's handed you. Um, it looks like a small data pad digital display, and you see, without their helmets on, Matsushido, Shiko, and Oz Katri. The widowed engineer and the orphan boy on Paxton's reach without a helmet standing outside and she has one arm around him and he has one arm and another around her and just looking at it you can see that the two of them instantly Reflecting off of what the two of you, all of you have been able to identify of what you have with each other, the first word that comes to your mind when you see them without their helmets on under the sky of Paxton's reach is family. Well, that was a little damn blow and you know it. <clears throat> You're doing good out here. You are helping all of you. When you go through this, don't forget that. You're making a difference. Varela, um, I know you say you, that we know everything you know, but in the interest of complete transparency with us, I need you to answer something for me. Because That ship, the Rasmussen, you have that docked here for your own purposes. Is there anything else you need to tell us about that ship? <sighs> I plan on looking for my son when it's fully operational. Okay. That's why I have it set aside. It's when mine. It's fully operational? Yes. When is that supposed to be? Any day now. 
So you're just gonna take off and look for him? Not that simple. I was planning on... There's a few places I plan on searching first that he was stationed at. The Red Cross was operating out here on the frontier during the Frontier War. The last few places that he'd visited, I planned on going there. Some of the colonies have been abandoned. Some of them still have people there. <clears throat> That's not the mission. That's not why any of us are here. It's why you're here. To help you find your no. son? You're here to help. I need help. So you do want us to help you find your son? You're the only ones I can trust now. You know everything. If I have to recruit someone on Beacon Station that's letting more people on the inside. Trust me, from one parent to the next, if the Marines ain't telling you where your kid is, then ain't no point looking. Doctor, I may be out here on the ass end of space, but I'm a former executive of Wayland yutani and I have a lot of power over people who want me to keep my mouth shut about certain things, and I can call in favors. If you help me look for my son, I will help you look for yours. Yeah, all right. And we'll all look for the truth. Because we've gotten wrapped up in something. All of us. And we don't know how big it is. Or how many of the people we're supposed to help. It might hurt. So we'll find out. We'll find out. And as soon as she says that, all of you turn your attention to the window behind her as suddenly a shadow begins to pass over the entire room, blocking out the light that was coming through. The moment you see it is the moment you hear the intercoms going off. And you can hear the ever-elusive um, traffic controller, Julio, saying, uh, uh, Ma'am? Um... And she turns and looks and goes, things just got complicated. Outside the window, all of you see all 300 meters of a Colonial Marines warship slowly approaching Beacon Station. You see it angling itself through thruster and maneuvering. On the side of the ship, you see the U.S. CMC Coral Sea. As it starts to slowly slide into position to dock with the ship. And each of you stare out the window as the Colonial Marines arrive. And in that moment, we pull back 
as all of you gaze out over the stars as this great warship begins to dock with Beacon on the edge of known space. And that is where we will end season one of Beacon. <laughs> I don't know what that sound was. <laughs> Accurate is what it was. <laughs> um, let us real quick do experience points. Um, go ahead and give yourselves uh, 10 experience points. Woo! 10 XP. I'm about to be the best doctor. Yeah. You already are. Y'all are, seriously, in completing this this campaign, y'all have definitely entered into the higher echelons. I mean, let me just say this. The, the, the NPCs that y'all fought on the Broadwater were trained soldier, mercenary. They were no joke. Uh, I'm I'm shocked that I only got one of you. <laughs> um, that was my goal. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because uh, I really, I honestly thought the one I was going to injure was going to be Isaac. I thought Isaac was in for it. Me too. That, that roughneck talent with seven strength, just kind of like Eight. you have a knife. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I have a knife. I have a knife. <laughs> right. Um, so that's going to wrap us out. Um, before we go, I just want to give a quick thank you to you, my players, uh, playing the alien RPG, you are stepping into, um, a tricky area when it comes to TTRPG and it requires a lot of safety rails, a lot of communication. And, uh, in Sam's case, a lot of trust falling and bravery. Um, <clears throat> so thank you for trusting me and thank you for building trust at the table and taking care of one another uh for all of you who are watching at home we do have safety tools in place and we have been playing and checking in with each other it's been an intense ride and uh our next season i suspect when that when beacon does return to be to be announced uh we'll be doing the same so thank you so much also thank you to the ox crew for supporting beacon and getting us landing us a sponsorship with demiplane our wonderful sponsor who has made uh, beacon possible this season and for sponsoring us from start to finish uh, we hope we get to do it again with you guys uh, definitely 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 check out the demiplane nexus it is becoming the next big platform for all the pdfs and uh, interactive uh, text with the ttrpgs that you know and love and more are on the way uh so please do check it out it's uh, supporting demiplane is supporting uh stream punks let them know that they should they should fund us for another season uh so that we can get beacon back as soon as possible um but thank you so much to everybody and please enjoy your colonial marines books um also big special thanks to jake who uh as always this is like what number campaign have we wrapped now? Thank you so much, Jake and Q Times, for doing this uh, and for managing the giveaways and uh, for being here when you had your wisdom teeth removed <laughs> and still TDing the show. Thank you so much, Jake. Uh, superhero. Yeah, big thanks to Nikki Dawes for doing all of the amazing character art you saw at the very beginning in our intro that I threw together. Um, thank you to Lord Portico for throwing out a sub bomb just now. <laughs> I just caught that. Thank you for supporting Q Times. Supporting Q Times is supporting Streampunk, so thank you for that. Um, that's going to wrap us out. Uh, do stay tuned for more announcements uh, next Tuesday. 
we are doing a uh i think it's called a star wars game over on our discord with uh two players that are currently uh in this game right now as we continue the jedi shadow story they're being told and i guess we have a star trek show that starts next monday night over on cryptic it's gonna be wild i cannot <laughs> wait to get back to my home base in star trek it's gonna be so much fun i love my character i love everyone's characters it's gonna be great um because um, folks i keep seeing folks asking like multiple times it's cryptic studios is the twitch channel cryptic studios saying is cryptic the twitch channel and, can, and, sorry, and yeah we always say cryptic but Cryptic's, folks are it's confused. Shorthand. So. Yeah, it's yeah, because yeah. every time I log into Star Trek Online, you just see the word cryptic, cryptic pop up, yeah, and so yeah. that's what I think. So it's, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be same same time slot at Cryptic Studios. I thank you, Caitlin. Yeah, okay, I was <gasps> able to put the link in chat. Beautiful. Thank you, Eliza. Yeah, so definitely follow uh, Cryptic Studios. We will see you over there. Yes, there is going to be VODs. There is going to be YouTubes, all that stuff. So don't sweat it. Um, and stay tuned because Jake and I and the Streampunks, we're going to be doing more content with Q Times in the coming weeks. So uh, stand by for that. And we'll give you some heads up on that. Everyone who's been listening to the podcast, thank you. Everybody who's been watching, thank you. With that, we will leave you. Um, I wish I had the Rick Bud sort of like after credits scene but i don't have rick's skill so instead <laughs> i will simply sign off with a thing of looking to the future and thank you again for watching beacon hailing frequencies closed